Hi everybody, Rob from the Hooked On podcast, How To Be Great here. Look, we enjoy doing what we do, for the love of it, it's wrestling, enjoy it, remember? But if you do feel like dropping us a few quid to help us out, be our guest. We don't expect it, but we will appreciate it. Thanks ever so much for your support. Don't forget, it's wrestling, enjoy it. Welcome to the Hooked On Podcast, coming to you just days before one of our favourite days of the year. That's right, it is the 2019 Royal Rumble coming this Sunday, and you are going to be able to enjoy it with Hooked On Wrestling all over the country in just a few days' time. More on that as we go on through the podcast. But welcome along, I'm Rob McNichol, and joining me as per usual is my old mate, he is the... David to my Goliath in broadcasting standards. He is Showbiz Paul Benson. Hey, Hello, man. Rob. Hello, everybody. How you doing? I always like it when you do that. I like it. I like that you say hello to everybody. Not many people would do that. Most people would just talk back. To right. You. But you go, hi, everyone. I think that's really lovely. You're kind of in, you're being very inclusive. Richard Osman does that on Pointless. Well, I like to think that you've done a bit of a Richard Osman and go, hi, everyone. Then you do you talk to the audience rather than just talking to Alex. Well, there are, there are worse people nice. to pat yourself on than Richard Osman. And what we have in common is he was also a rank amateur when he started as well. Uh, well, yeah, he hadn't been on the telly a lot. It was, but he was a rank amateur. He was a producer. He produced... Uh, yeah, he produced a lot of things though. It wasn't like he it wasn't like it was well, his first. No, but that's you know that's a very different, very different game being a presenter and being a producer. Do you know? Uh, do you know what his first appearance on TV was? I don't. He is uh, a removal man in the last ever episode of Drop the Dead Donkey. Well, I'll be. That's amazing, isn't it? And here's another person that you might not know that went from <laughs> producing into presenting. Uh, William G. Stewart. Who? William G. William G. Stewart, who was the first uh, host of Fifteen to One, right? Uh, famous, uh, you know, grey-haired guy with the glasses that did uh, Fifteen to One, uh, was the executive producer of Family Fortunes. I think we might have just set a new record for losing our audience. For the, the most banal, <laughs> they are wrapped. They're sitting there going, "Oh, normally at this point, Paul's doing more plugs than Shawn Michaels' hair in 2006." <laughs> And so they're happy that I'm giving them some factual, interesting information. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure I can find some other stuff as the uh, as the uh, the podcast draws on, and we start talking some rumble statistics. I've got a good one for you later on in the show. I have, th- I think I have found something about this year's Royal Rumble that no one else has found. I'm looking forward to dropping that on you later on. See if you can uh, see if you can work out when it is, uh, listeners, when I've dropped my big fact bomb <laughs> later. <laughs> in the show that's coming up uh, later on but uh, I ask you this question every week and I know the answer but it's still fun to do Paul how much are you looking forward to the Royal Rumble now? I am um, oh it's just going to be amazing like it's it's easily my favourite pay-per-view of the year and it's also my favourite party not least because it was the favourite uh, it was the first one we ever did and it was the catalyst for starting well, obviously we started doing these parties as as most people listening to this already know just me you and a few other guys bombing around in a flat in Camden dressing up and getting leathered for the Royal Rumble every year we never got together for Wrestlemania did we always Royal no it was always 
always the Royal Rumble and I just think that people love it so much I, it's just like the the counting down and the anticipation of who's coming out next and the stories it's just it's just the best I think it's the uniqueness I know they did the one in Saudi Arabia but I think it's the uniqueness of the Rumble match in the sense that it is the one thing that over the years that they've protected like everything else like Hell in a Cell they've brought out other things and you know they would do Hell in a Cell as the pay-per-view but sometimes they do it at Wrestlemania or sometimes somewhere else and ladder matches and you know various other things they've not protected things have they, they they've, they've done loads of them and sometimes if it is on a you know, a show you have like three Hell in a Cell matches on the same show, or Elimination Chamber, or whatever. But I think over the you know the 30 years or so, they've protected the Rumble really, really well, kept it special. And I think that's one of the things. And there's also, I think, because of the different nature of it, it's a it's a fun, unique watch. It, it reminds me a little bit of. Um, I know a lot of people aren't really into golf, but they'll watch the Ryder Cup. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, it's got absolutely. that sort of different sort of you know team element to it that they're not used to other rather than watching 80 different people trudge their way around you know a, a piece of links ground on the west coast of scotland you know they're they're more interested in you know the us versus them blue versus red us, uh, US versus europe it's a little bit more engaging and i can understand that and i think it's a little bit like that um it's a, it's more of a social thing you're talking about the fact that we used to meet for the rumble not mania well okay it's mainly it's the pinnacle it's what's accepted as being the big show but actually there's nothing specifically different between say Wrestlemania and SummerSlam or even you know a Backlash or whatever else it just happens to be what we consider the big one the Rumble does have its own unique little brand and I, I think it makes it more of a, a social thing and we always did used to do little um, you know sweepstakes and predictions games and in drinking games and whatever it's easier to do around the Rumble yep, isn't it absolutely there's so many different bits and pieces we've got our little hooked on private betting game that we had last year that I can't wait to bring in again I hope you can join us this year mate well do you know what well, let's talk about that a little bit later on because it might be the kind of thing that if people are coming to the parties or indeed if they're watching with a couple of mates at home because they're not anywhere near where one of our shows are um, I think it's quite a fun thing that anyone oh, totally but we'll talk about we'll talk about it later on when we get to the actual because um, it's, it's a rumble match it is. thing isn't it as it opposed is. to the, the rest of the matches on the card so uh, we'll talk about that when we uh get to those um we try not to do the standard thing on this podcast that everyone else would do but we it, sometimes it's hard to escape when it's the second biggest pay-per-view of the year and it's the week before it it's kind of natural that we're going to need to go through the card so we're not going to um you know throw away the the tra- tradition of uh, of that kind of thing so we will tonight take a little wander through the card although we'll, we'll probably stop it on a few matches quite briefly because a we agree on the winners and b we're not necessarily as interested in those matches but apart from whatever we'll do um my uh, a good pal of mine and he knows who he's listening will uh, will shout at me in a minute for ending with the big sh- with the uh, the big story rather than starting with the big story sorry about that john <laughs> um but uh what I want you to do, Paul, is uh, apart from the two title matches and the two rumbles, we'll start with your favourite. We'll, we'll, rather than going worst to best, we'll start with your favourite and then we'll have a little meander through the other matches until we get to the bigger stuff at the end. Oh, so I, do I get to pick the first match? You then? can pick out, outside of the main four. You've only got like five okay. or six from. Okay, well, but, let's uh, go uh, with the SmackDown Tag Team title match. Let's go with the bar okay. against the co world champion or what is it the, to- the co-best in the world is that what they're calling themselves Shane and the Miz <laughs> something, something like that yeah yeah um, I think one of two things happens here um, my guess is 
that they win, that Shane and Miz win, and then, then there is some sort of Shane-Miz breakup before Mania, and that's the Mania match. Would you agree? Mm, no, I wouldn't agree. Okay. Well, I think they're either going to win and carry on, or they're going to lose and break up. I don't think the bar just win tonight, and that's it. I, tonight, Sunday. I don't think it just happens that way. I think there's a, I think tonight uh, Sunday's result can only be one of two things: either the bar win and Shane and Miz split up, or Shane and Miz win and the story is continued. I think, yeah, I think the I think Shane and Miz will win, and I think it's going to be it's meant to going to be a feel good moment, and I think we will probably get the split at WrestleMania or leading into WrestleMania with Shane as the heel. That's my thought. I really think. I, yeah, you you said that before, haven't you? You think Shane's going to be the one that. Yeah, I really to... think that they're going to go with the uh, the face Miz. I think you know the time's right. The uh, the guy's proved himself. The guy, you know, all the all the doubts he used to be able to have, all the things he used to be able to hold against him as not deserving his spot are long gone. And now it's just about what's put out there on TV. And I think the time's right. And I think he, he the character of The Miz does seem very earnest and real. Now he really, he just, he's desperate to find somebody's approval. Whether that's Shane or Vince or the fans, he just wants somebody to love him. Um, and I think that's where we're going with this. And I think Shane is gonna, I think Shane's gonna do him over in the end. Interesting. Has there been a character more than Miz who has, I won't say relied because that's uh, that's doing him a disservice, but has worked so well with other characters that aren't just a straight up one on one feud. I'm not talking about you know you don't like this man at the moment and then you have some f- promos with him and then you fight him and then you move on to someone else and you have a few with him. I'm saying that all the way through Miz's career, you've associated him with John Morrison. Not sometimes it's just a tag team, but you've associated him with John Morrison. But he's also had Alex Riley. He's had the thing as the uh, uh, the mentor with Daniel Bryan. Uh, you know, obviously he's had Damian Sandow. Um, Maurice as a as a manager, valet, wife, etc. He's always seems to have had someone of the Mister Mister Raj. Raj yeah. He's always he's always got someone, hasn't he? Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Like, Zig Ziggler's another one. Ziggler sort of can't do it really on his own. Just Ziggler versus someone doesn't really work. But Ziggler with a heater, with Ziggler with a manager, with a valet, with a girlfriend, you know, all the best the better times of Dolph Ziggler have been when he was with AJ and Big E or with Vicky or. You know, do you know yeah. what I'm saying by that? Some people just need that extra foil, and I think Miz is one of those. And right now, he's back in one of those good eras again, where he need he kind of needs that thing with Shane. I actually worry more that okay, let's do the thing with Shane and Miz, and they break up and then they wrestle. But I don't know where Miz goes after that. I would try and keep this going because it's kind of a it's a fun thing to him to get involved with. I, I just, see exactly I where he goes that... afterwards. He go he he vanquishes Shane in his ego, then he faces Daniel Bryan for the title. Well, there is that, I suppose. That's a good point. That's a good point. I quite like, I quite like that idea. But um, my worry, like I say, is then he's on his own again. Do you know what I mean? And it's like he's then not got that foil, that manager, that partner, that extra person that I think, I think sometimes he needs. Otherwise, he'll go into default, um, uh, you know, default arrogance mode, and then he ends up being a heel again. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm guess I'm saying I'm not sure I can sustain Ernest. Miz, I think that there's been too much heel Miz in the past that I still think the fans are expecting him to turn on Shane. I think this buddy act, I think Shane has been a bit too trusting too quickly. I think anyone else, if they'd been, if you'd known them for 10 years and for nine and a bit of that, they'd been a bastard. I don't think you'd trust them into being your buddy so quickly. I think, 
I think Shane looks a little bit naive. Unless, as you say, of course, he's the one that's going to pull the rug under Mrs. Carpet. The rug under Mrs. Carpet? That's making <laughs> sense. The rug out from under Mrs. Feet. Mate, uh, I think you're absolutely right with your, with your assessment of the Miz, but hey, let's give it a go. I'd, I'd like to see him give, give it a try. He's been around for, what, 13 years coming up now? And he's... Oh, I'd say it must be... 2006 he started off. He's had one run as a face, which didn't work. Um, I think it would now. So, I'm up for it. I'd be willing to uh, to follow it and, and see where it goes. By the way, just looking at that, can you imagine, you know, back original Miz, you know, from the... Uh, you know, whether it was from Tough Enough or just this, the playing on his character as being a reality show guy and... You know the the bad hair and the bad outfit. Could you just imagine that you'd say he'd still be with the company in 13 years' time? And bear in mind, you've had people that've been not just in the company but tipped for the top. I'm talking people like, you know, Carlito yep. or Ken Kennedy or MVP or you know Chris Masters or you know various other people that were around in that sort of era that I think of Miz breaking through and doing the Miz and Morrison stuff. All of those people, John Morrison himself. You know, I know he's doing okay these days. He's a champion in Impact Wrestling, but it's you can't believe all of those people have sort of fallen by the wayside, being tipped for big things. And Miz is still cracking on, and he's still in big, um, in a big feud, big positions on the card. And, and listen, he deserves it. He totally does. Um, you know, it's the guy's got the guy clearly works harder than anybody else in that company, not named John Cena, and. I just, I just think he's what he's a lifer, isn't he? He's, he's charismatic enough. He's a great face for the company to go on talk shows and and the like. Um, I just, I just think it's, I just I've got all the respect in the world for him. Basically, I think he's stuck in there when it would have been easier to quit and go back to his reality TV roots. He's stuck with it and he deserves to reap the rewards and he deserves the fans' adulation. One final miss point before we move on. It just occurred to me that I was going to bring this up a few weeks ago and I forgot. Um, do you know how often when someone's getting a little bit later in their career, you start to think, oh, you know, they'd make a good colour guy? You know, when you've seen in the past, like, for example, it's happened to people like Roddy Piper and Mr. Perfect yeah. and Randy Savage and whoever else. Not debating how good any of those individuals were, but you see them do that, don't you? You see them transitioning into a commentary role, you know, as their, their career is getting older. And I've often referred to that as you know being something the Miz will do one day. The Miz, will, oh JBL, of course, is the other example to that kind of thing of someone just going into that role. Um, the more I think about it, the more I don't necessarily see Miz going into the Jerry Lawler role, the JBL role, the whatever it is. I can see Miz being the Michael Cole. Interesting. I can see Miz being the 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 lead guy. If you think about it, you go back. Some of the people that have been the lead, you know, like Gorilla Monsoon was a True. wrestler. Yep. But Gorilla, Mon- Gorilla Monsoon wasn't a colour guy. He was the commentator. Obviously, Vince himself. True. Um, there's been, you know, there's been people that have gone into that role. They've they've progressed that far. I actually could see Miz as the play-by-play, as the lead guy, because I think he could host. I think he's smooth. I think, as you said, he's got a good televisual look. Um, I think he could drop the whole heel-face dynamic and just be a straight play-by-play guy with a you know, whoever it would be at his side. I actually think he could go the full, you know, the full whack and be the, be the face of the whole thing. And I've often thought that I'd like to see a more, um, you know, sports-like arrangement, like in the sense that when you go to a show, uh, you know, when you go to a, watch, watch a football match, 
there's some people in the studio talking to some experts and then there's a different set of commentators rather than being the same person the whole thing Miz would make a great you know they've kind of ruined it by doing a crap version of it and doing the, 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 the panels that yeah. they've done with Renee Young and Coach and whatever but you know do, I'm say if you did it properly I think Miz would be a really good guy for that a really good anchor for the whole thing fair enough right cool okay. yeah, yeah. I like it there we are uh, moving on, you've you've picked the uh, the SmackDown tag team titles as your uh, uh, as your main choice. Um, let's uh, stick with male title matches and go to the uh, the US Championship. Now, the fact that we've uh, moved on from Nakamura's Rumble win last year, putting him into quote unquote the main event of WrestleMania, or at least into a, a championship opportunity at WrestleMania, and here we are a year later. The US title. Yep. It's not been a great year for Shinsuke, quite frankly. Uh, not quite, has it? You, If you'd have seen him this time last year winning the Royal Rumble, you would not have predicted he would be the heel challenger for the US title on the pre-show. Not just winning the Royal Rumble, but throwing out John Cena and Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah. It's quite, endor- quite well, an endorsement, um, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it feels like we've we've made our point. It feels like there's not much else. Not to say. really. We've well, our, we've done our predictions for you know for the uh, for all the matches. Um, Paul and me and uh, Jordan, who's our social media guy, uh, have all done our um, predictions for uh, individual matches, which we put up on site or on the uh, on our social media earlier on today. And there's some that we disagree on, which we'll come to. But there's quite a lot that we do agree on, and I think. This is a full house of, uh, of three Rusevs for this one. Yes, it? it is. Three Rusevs in a row. Three Rusevs and you're out. Um, I just, it's, these guys haven't even been on SmackDown the last two weeks. It's, you know, it's the sheer definition of a pre-show filler match. Two guys who are well-known. There's a, there's a vaguely relevant championship belt involved. No story, really, since Christmas to speak of. Um, just, yeah, just pre-show filler, unfortunately so wish Rusev could be more I think with Nakamura I'm not as fussed um, he's never really shown it on the in main roster in fact you go as far as saying he's never shown it since his opening match on NXT with uh, Sami Zayn whether that's lack of motivation or lack of compatibility with the WWE style I don't know but he's done nothing really has he I actually think he was going really, really well until Dean Ayas called him old knackers. <laughs> well, it's, if the cat, if I the think cat that fits... Pro- yeah, I think that... Uh, that's a good horse, that. I think uh, old knackers was... Uh, the, the, I, think it, I think it broke his confidence. I think it was a little... I think this show, calling him old knackers, was a little bit like when fantasy football started having to go at Jason Lee for having a pineapple haircut. I think it really shot his confidence, and I feel responsible for the guy's entire downfall. Um, but there you go, shit happens. Um, <laughs> what so, can you uh, do? so sorry, knackers. It just, uh, it's just the way it fell. Um, I just want to have a, a ve- no. In fact, no, I don't. I will do that on a future show because otherwise we'll be here all night. I've got a pencil in uh, for a future show, Paul. I want to talk about uh, the nature of the statement. Um, that you don't want indie stars to go to WWE because WWE will ruin them and don't know what to right. do with them. Right, yes, like, we're not getting into that tonight. Like, yeah, no, we're not going to get into that tonight. I wanted to talk about it this week because it was quite timely, um, but actually we've got too much stuff on with the Rumble, but that will be a future thing I want to talk about. Particularly, the, the statements have been about AEW and Kenny Omega. Don't go to WWE because they'll ruin him. Is that true? Is that not true? That's something we'll talk about in the future. 
Um, what uh, what should we do for our next match? Let's um, let's get it get it done because uh, it's not exactly the most uh, important match of the show. The 205 Live Cruiserweight title. Yes. I, I I think we're talking pre-show again. Well, they've confirmed we? we are. Yep, they mm -hmm. are the two pre-show matches. We are indeed. Um, but is there a pre is there a pre pre-show? I feel like this one will be on about you know half past one <laughs> on Sunday afternoon. Well, that arena is going to look pretty bloody empty, isn't it? Um, when it's on. But no, what is it? What's the match? You know, is is it Callisto, Hideo Itami, and um, Tazawa? They're the challenges, aren't they, to Buddy Murphy? Do you know what? I I I don't like being the uh, the, the the snarky flippant prick that brings up on stuff like this. But I really don't know a lot about 205 Live. So when um, Jordan was collating the predictions for this to go onto the graphic to go onto social media, uh, you two had both written Buddy Murphy as the as your prediction. Who's copied it? Uh, and I, no, I just put I put Billy Kidman. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> I just wrote Billy Kidman being stupid and it, it went up I did. I thought you'd go yeah grow up Rob who do you actually think will win and Jordan just put yeah, up Billy Kidman so it, show, it shows that, that that's how much you guys are willing to check what oh, I, I write saw, I saw Billy Kidman I'm fine with Billy Kidman well if yeah, but if I'd have put Giant Gonzalez to win the uh, the Men's Royal Rumble I think you'd have gone come on Rob put a proper one but for this one you just went yeah fine if he wants to be an arse he can be an arse well the fact that he's dead Giant Gonzalez is not Billy he's, Kidman Oh, oh, I'm going to say, break it to me gently. I'm going to say, Billy Kidman. Oh, I didn't even know me, he was sick. Dear me. Um, no, yeah. I, I, it's fine, mate. I think it's, it's, what's the interest? Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm just, I'm just hearing that lots of wrestling news sites with a Z are already reporting that Billy Kidman has died, according, according to, to the, uh, the, according the, to, according to the Hooked On the podcast. Most famous so podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm sure, sure they're listening all, with bated breath. Um, yeah, that's already already on Bleacher Report. That one. <laughs> no, it's um, I've got. Unfortunately, I really like Buddy Murphy as well, right? Honestly, I know you don't watch him very much, and I can't claim to watch him every week. But every time I've watched Buddy Murphy, he's really impressed me. Um, and it's just a shame I can't muster any enthusiasm for this match. But I've picked Buddy Murphy because I just think, why would they bother with any of us? I nearly went with the Tommy because I could almost see them giving it to a Tommy and just having him as a ruthless little bastard. But I just don't see it. What I really want to talk about with this no. match, though. Is Last year, Hitami would have had to have won last year because last year was the give the Japanese yeah, all the wins. That's true, it was, year. wasn't it? Well, maybe it become a yeah. tradition. But anyway, far more interesting in this match is that there's a new person, one of our ticket buyers. I don't. I might get done for GDPR here, but let's hope not. Um, there's a chap coming to one of our parties. I won't say which one. Um, Blake Murphy. Okay. Blake and Murphy, the tag team. He's taken. He's taken the cosplay to such a degree that he's changed his name to the name of a defunct NXT tag team well well bless his heart I was just trying to work out what G GDPR sounds like a new uh, indie promotion I was trying to work out where that uh, where, where, whereabouts that's the uh, the, Go the Gosforth and Darlington Pro Wrestling and that's even wrestling is not spelled with a W the bane yeah. of my life but anyway we won't go into that but um, yeah I thought it was more interesting than this cruiserweight match and I've probably put more thought into that little diatribe than do we have into this match so next yeah. I'm not sure there's anything to talk about before we go into the uh, the main titles is there there's four four major titles and the two rumbles to be done so it's kind of like it's actually a rather short undercard when you think about it is everything else is title picture that's actually quite a bonus 
for the oh. card, isn't it? That you feel like actually there are there are six matches that are world titles or rumbles. So actually, a lot of it's going to feel quite important. Well, there's, there's so many titles to go through, aren't they? So. I know, I know, but I actually think these days the the Lesnar situation is a slightly different one because he's not there all the time. But I actually think these days they do quite a good job with titles, yeah. the main ones anyway, the world titles. I'm not sure about Intercontinental. I'd forgotten, like for example, Lashley walked out on Raw this week with a belt, and I went, "Oh yeah, shit, he's the champ, isn't he?" They that one just goes out of my brain. But the fact that um, they put a lot of stock these days, I think, into their into their main titles, and they have people talk about it, and they have people. You know, treat it as if it's a really big deal. I actually think that it means more than it at other points when there have been lots of titles. And actually, the fact that we're talking about women's titles on the same sort of level, yep. you know, is a is obviously a. You know, I'm not being, you know, politically correct and saying, oh, poor shit, we're going to have to talk about the bloody women as well as the men. I'm not doing that. I am le- legitimately saying they are world title contenders and uh, world title matches that we need Hell to talk yes. about at the top Absolutely of the right. I, I mean that that's not a, that's not a uh, it's not a just a, a box oh, ticket Christ no look we've got we live in a, a situation where we've got Daniel Bryan AJ Styles Finn Balor and Brock Lesnar as the four guys in world title match on the show and you could easily argue that the two women's titles matches are both more prominent certainly because of the nature of Ronda Rousey's status in the company and Becky Lynch's status. Yeah, in the exactly. Company. I wouldn't. Ne- I wouldn't necessarily say that the actual feuds themselves. In fact, I think Ronda Rousey and Sasha has been really quite shoddy um, in terms of the actual. But I think it'd be a good match. But I think the actual build to it, I think, has been pretty weak. Um, and it's interesting to see how they've gone a bit more heelish with Asuka in terms because they've realised that that Becky's going to get cheered against anyone. So they've had Asuka being a bit of a backfighter just lately. But um, no, but I just. Like I say, I, I legitimately think it's it's good for the it's good for the sport and it's good for the um, the all round presentation. Not just because it's uh, it's nice to be nice and it's nice to look like we're uh, we're solving equality here in the WWE. I don't mean all that. I just mean as a fan's perspective, I think there are six big matches with big ramifications for going forward. Because although we talk about the Rumble being a big deal, it is you know the WrestleMania pre-show in its own way, isn't yeah. it? Everything it's like. Again, I, I talk about other sports. You know, when a, there's a race called the King George um, Chase, which is on Boxing Day at Kempton, and it's a very nice race to win, and it's worth a lot of money. But as soon as someone wins it, people then talk about, is it going to win the Gold Cup? Because everything builds up to Cheltenham the same way everything builds up to WrestleMania. And so all these matches, are just, they're ni- it's nice that they win the title, but it, what we then go is, what are they going to do at WrestleMania? And so I, I think they've done a really good job having added the Women's Rumble last year you actually don't add one match; you add three, mm-hmm. because of the because of the way that the women's title is, you know, um, is treated now because it's on that par, and because women have had those matches over the whole year, not just quality-wise, but I'm talking, you know, position-wise. Yep. Um, in fact, if if you watched Raw and SmackDown back to back this week, there was virtually a whole hour unbroken from the end of Raw to the start of SmackDown, where everything was about women's feuds. Because you had the main event tag match, and then you started off by doing things with, um, it was there was Becky and Asuka and Naomi and Mandy. It was it was almost an unbroken hour of, of women's stuff. But you don't think, oh bloody hell, they're doing that anymore. You just go, this is accepted on the card. I think they've done really a great cool. job. We touched on it before about how the the main goal for the women on WWE should be this year is to stop having those big firsts where they all gather on the 
stage and they all cry their eyes out because they're so thankful for Stephanie McMahon for giving them this opportunity. No. That needs to be the exact opposite of what happens. They need to be having a Royal Rumble match and they need to be having the main event at WrestleMania and main eventing pay-per-views, not because it's a novelty, not because it's a first, but because it's legitimate and it's just the norm. And I really think we're close. I think we're really close. Like, you know, there's... We're not going to go into this in too much detail, obviously, because we'll be here all night, like you said, but if we get to WrestleMania and there's a combination of Becky, Charlotte and Ronda in the main event, nobody will blink an eye. I really don't think so. Not this year. Not within the not within the industry. People that haven't watched for a few years, I would compare it to a situation I remember about five years ago, people that had stopped watching wrestling or stopped watching WWE at least were going, <laughs> Mark Henry's the champion. Oh, yeah. I'm going to come back and watch a show that Mark yeah. Henry's the champion yeah. of. And you're like, Mark Henry was amazing. Like when they got to that point where he was champ and he was doing his Hall of Pain stuff, that's the best work Mark Henry ever did in his career by yep. miles. All right, it took him about 15 years for it to click. But he got there. But when he finally did get that world title, he was a beast. And that was a great story, a great angle, a great piece of character work. And then they did the whole thing where he did the pink jacket speech and turned on scene. That was genius. And it's like, so those people were going, oh, yeah, Mark Henry. And it's like, you're missing the... You're missing the memo, mate. And it's like, and I think there's a little bit like that. If people go, the women are going to main event WrestleMania, you go, yeah. Because Ronda's the most buzzworthy superstar they have now outside of wrestling, and Becky's the most talked about one yep, in it. Absolutely right. Why would you not have those? And Charlotte's the, a, a good worker who's the son of a legend. So why the bloody hell wouldn't you have them in the main event? As opposed to, say, you know, Finn Balor versus Braun Strowman, for example. I don't think that match is no, actually going to sure. happen. But you, you see what I'm saying. You see what I'm saying. Um, I've got one more point I'd like to make about uh, women's wrestling generally, and then we'll take a little break to uh, do a little bit of plugging, pay the bills, uh, and then we'll get into some uh, some major predictions for the uh, uh, for the bigger matches. Um, but uh, I have one issue, and I think it's a solvable issue, but something worried me watching um, Raw and SmackDown this week, which was I think there have been a few too many... Um, like I, I mentioned that the two matches that are set up for Sunday... Are good-looking matches. I'm expecting to see good matches between Becky and Asuka and uh, Ronda and Sasha because they're all good wrestlers. I, I'm I'm worrying a little bit for how they're being presented and how they're being scripted at the moment. I feel like a lot of those, those everything apart from things that Becky is in, feel a bit forced. Feel a little bit overscripted. I thought the the whole moment of bliss stuff on Monday was a mess until. Alexa said, I'm going in the Rumble, and everyone cheered, and then it sort of perked up a little bit. But the, all the stuff with people interrupting before that and all the big fight, I thought it was really tacked on and very forced. And um, and all of the all of the spoken bits between Ronda and Sasha, uh, to me, have been pretty awful. It's only the fact that I know that Sasha's a really great wrestler and that Ronda's taken to it quickly that I, I'm fairly certain that they'll be good on Sunday. Do you share my concern, Paul, that perhaps there aren't enough... I worry about some of the characters. I feel like they're kind of coasting along a bit. Oh, Nia because of her size, Bailey because of the old, you know, hug people, Sasha's the boss. But what does that actually mean, the fact that she's the boss, other than the fact that she says it a lot? You know, other than other than Becky and to an extent Charlotte, I'm a bit, a bit concerned about some of them, what their characters are. I'm not sure they're very clearly defined. I think that the standard of wrestling has gone up, you know, exponentially over the last three, four, five years. But I think, actually, if you go back to an era where the, the wrestling from the girls was terrible, some of them had probably slightly better defined characters. I think they need a, 
I think that needs to be touched up in, in depth, and I don't think it's their fault. I feel like it's the it's the. Creative. I um, I think you might be looking at it with slightly rose tinted glasses there. There's no doubt that there's been uh, there's been some very well defined female characters in history, but probably not at any one time. Like if you go back to when Trish and Lita and Mickey James were the top three, you scratch below that service, and there wasn't a lot below that, was there at that time? Well, no, I sort of disagree because I think that. I think that you can say that you know people like Molly Holly had a distinct character, and so did Victoria, and so did Jazz. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, man. I don't. I, I don't know. Probably... Not, no more so that. I don't. No, I don't really. I, I don't really agree with that. I think there's still a lot of improvements can be made in terms of cycling some of the talent in and out. Because you're right, there is a, a certain over reliance on the big three, um, and I suppose you could put Alexa Bliss just outside of that as well. Alexa's great. I, love Alexa. I should say I, I'm not not really including her. I think she knows where her character is, and she's very 100%. good at it. Arguably um, the best. I think she company. she's easily the best easily the best talker of them. Uh, you know, apart from you know she she I wouldn't even say she's necessarily worse than Becky. I'm saying Becky's hot right now, but I would say Alexa is her equal, her peer as far as being confident on the microphone, getting her point across. I just I don't think I don't think enough of the other ones have performed well enough at that level just lately. But again, I'm not convinced it's their fault. Uh, no, I, I just think that the development is happening, and I think that we just—it just takes time. And there are some—I I think there's some good, there's enough good characters in the women's division to call it a success. I, I can see where you're coming from. I'm just not, like I say, I don't really share the concern. I think they're getting as much TV time as the guys, you know, on a pro rata basis, depending on how, based on how many of them are in the company, the division. The tag team titles will help give some direction. That's kind of my problem. The it's, it's very easy for women to cool off at the minute because they can only focus really on one or two feuds within um, on any given show and I think like you look at Sasha and Bailey this year they've kind of coasted through no fault of their own and hopefully the women's tag titles will help that and also just the natural focus going more towards the women will give them more time so yeah I'm not concerned okay that's good um we are concerned uh, that uh, you are going to have the best time possible uh, this coming Sunday. In fact, it's all we ever think about is to uh, to make sure that our Hooked on Wrestling parties are as good as they can be. And we hope that you will join us all over the country on Sunday. What am I talking about, Paul? What is a Hooked on Wrestling party? A Hooked on Wrestling party is, by definition, the best time you can have as a wrestling fan without being in the arena. Long gone are the days where you have to sit and watch the pay-per-view on your own be it on the WWE Network or on Sky or being one of those dodgy geezers that illegally streams it God knows why you would nowadays but anyway um, that's that's what we grew up with wasn't it that's how we consumed our WWE pay-per-views back in the day but we were sick of that and why can't wrestling be more of a social thing you know we always we thought years ago why can't you go down to the pub with your mates to watch wrestling make new friends get involved in the atmosphere Um, so we thought we'd give it a go and lo and behold thousands of you now come out to each of our events um up and down the country it is it's just if you're a wrestling fan if you're gonna watch the royal rumble if you're near our parties why stay at home one one eye on twitter or instagram one eye on the pay-per-view get involved get some beers bring your friends down make some new friends have the best time if you've not been to one if you've been to one of our parties before by the way you're not going to need convincing if you haven't then you do, you owe yourself the opportunity to try it. Isn't that right, Rob? 
It is. If you're an enthusiast of anything, um, if you like reading the plays of Shakespeare, well, it's better to be at the Globe Theatre watching them. If you're a big music guy, do you want to watch Glastonbury on the TV or do you want to be there in the front row? Football fan at the football stadium, whatever it is, cricket, test match, there's a lot. Everything is made better by the personal aspect of being there. Now, we can't take you necessarily to Phoenix uh, to be part of the Royal Rumble. There's only a certain amount of people that can do that. But what we can do is bring you a little bit closer to the action by doing it our way. And literally, you actually you get everything that you would get at a normal show, um, except for the fact that you're not there. So we've got every, every one of our venues is well equipped in terms of televisions. There's not one TV you're all huddling around. There'll be big show, there'll be big TVs or there'll be a multitude of TVs so you can make sure that the, you've got a good view. Um, we have good, you know, an amazing group of people that, that support us. So we've got... Uh, uh, all sorts of things going on during the evening. It's not just turn up, sit around, and then watch a pay-per-view. We have wrestling music. We have quizzes. We have competitions. We have uh, promotions. We have all sorts of things going on during the evening. So we don't say to you, turn up at quarter to 12 and then come and watch the show. We're saying, get, get with us from 8, half 8, whenever it is you're, you're available, because we'll entertain you all through the evening. But also mainly, the people that have supported How from a, a fan's perspective over the years have just blown us away with How... Um, how immensely fun and how much you get it put it that way we have had venues where bear in mind we used to do the walkabout temple um down on the on the thames there and have you know 550 600 people or so in for wrestling shows to, into four o'clock in the morning and the staff there used to always say to us how much they looked forward to wrestlemania how much they looked forward to the royal rumble you know way more than they looked forward to you know like a uh, a football match or a UFC contest or whatever it might be because wrestling fans are the best there was no trouble they were good fun and you know we really appreciate all of you for doing that and so what we're saying to you if you've not experienced it before whether you're as a group of you whether you're on your own it really doesn't matter it's a bit of a cliche to say we're all like a family but you know everyone does get along yep. there's great atmosphere there's chanting all of that takes place plus you know I've not even mentioned cosplay you know people have you know, spent lots and lots of time and effort on coming in some fantastic outfits over the years, and there's prizes available for that as well. You know, there's all sorts of stuff that goes on. It is not just to kind of turn up and watch the show. But if you want to turn up and watch the show, you're by all means welcome to do that because you'll still have a great night because that's still the main event. We're still there for for watching the actual wrestling. But during it, I would say some of our. I would. Would you agree with me, Paul? I think probably the three moments that jump out for me as being the greatest moments in terms of being live at one of our shows, in no particular order, I would say would be Nakamura winning last year, AJ Styles appearing as the number three that year, and the Hardys appearing as a surprise um, tag team at WrestleMania. Could you think of any anything more than that? I think the three? only one I'd take issue with, if we're strictly going with top three, I would kick out Nakamura. Kick out Nakamura? I don't know. I would kick out Nakamura... Um, and I would say when Daniel Bryan won that world title at WrestleMania. Uh, that's a fair point. I think that might have been one of the shows that I missed. So that might right, be one of the okay. reasons I'm... Uh, I've only missed about two, and that was one of the ones I missed, I think. So, yeah, okay, well, that would be the top four. They'll call that a top four. Then we'll, we'll, we'll eschew the normal uh, protocol of doing top threes, and we'll have a top four. Um, 
but at least a couple of those were, were a Royal Rumble. Certainly, I, I think Nakamura last year, I thought that was like a you know a winning goal in the last minute of a cup final. People celebrated that. They didn't just go, hooray, that's that was really amazing. cool. People were jumping up and down like uh, something had happened. Like when you see all those pictures of you know Trafalgar Square jumping up and down when Kieran Trippier scored that free kick against Croatia. It's like It was like that. It was a celebration of something happening. It was a win. It wasn't a great moment. It was a win. That's what it felt like when Nakamura... Uh, won the title last year and certainly AJ Styles rumours spoilers whatever you might want to say wow the noise when he uh, when he was there was just that was insane I think you uh, you captured that one you saw that one coming and captured it on it was the Hardys I saw the reaction the Hardy to it one. Oh, it was the Har- oh the Hardys was the one that you shared yes. wasn't it that, that actually people saw that all over the place there was like a little compilation wasn't there and we were on that compilation yeah. anyway my point is there are great moments now if you're watching that on your uh, on your 52 inch TV or you're watching it on your iPad or whatever it might be you're going to go wow AJ Styles wow Nakamura but when you're in a room and there's hundreds dozens however many other people whether you're with your mates whether you're on your own but you're with like minded souls and they react that way it's a really, really cool moment that you will appreciate. All of my favourite sporting memories are not ones from watching it on the telly, they're ones from being there. And although, like I say, we can't quite take you there, and if, listen, if you are going to the Royal, you might be listening to this going, <laughs> I'm off, mate, I'm already, I'm already on the flight. If so, fabulous. But if you're not going, we ask you to come and give us a try because uh, you will have a great time. Obviously, we might not necessarily be uh, in your neck of the woods, but we do try and spread ourselves across the country as much as possible. So, Paul, what are our 12 different venues where we'll be uh, hosting rest- uh, sorry, Royal yes, Rumble parties Yes, so our 12 venues. We'll, stick, we'll start with London, as traditional. We've got two parties in London. We've got our main party at Riley's, uh, right in the centre of London, near Piccadilly. And then we've got a smaller, intimate VIP party in London Bridge. And then we're going out to 10 other towns and cities. We're going to Manchester, Leeds, Cardiff, Derby, Cleethorpes, uh, my old stomping ground, Newcastle, Glasgow, Hull, Brighton and Chelmsford. It's a good spread. Um, if we aren't somewhere near you, we do apologise. We can only get to a certain amount of places. Sometimes it's demand, sometimes it's resource. There's lots of other reasons why. So we'll start with those people that we sadly aren't anywhere near you. That is there. Uh, we we apologise. But for anyone else, you know that's a pretty good spread. You could probably get somewhere within the within a short travelling distance. And if uh, if you're feeling like doing it, please do. I know January is a tough month sometimes, but uh, uh, it's such a good bit of fun. This is like Paul and I always say this is our favourite one. Uh, and if you want to, you know, experience a good, uh, a good crowd, this is going to be one. We always get a few more in for 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 WrestleMania, but I always think that the the Royal Rumble crowd is the is the most fun. That's what I think. So uh, we'd love you to uh, to give us a try if they want to do that, Paul. Where do they? If play? they want to do that, they can go to uh, buy their tickets from hookedonevents.co.uk, ringsideworld.co.uk, or they can buy it from uh, ticketaylor.com. Easiest thing to do, though, is go to our Facebook page. I've changed the URL this week, actually, on the Facebook page to be consistent with Instagram. Um, so our Facebook page is now facebook.com forward slash hooked on wrestling. Makes sense, doesn't it? Um, you can go there. You can check out your individual events, and you can click on the ticket links from there. That's the best place, facebook.com forward slash hooked on wrestling. And you can give us a little search as well, and you'll find us on Twitter and Instagram and, and all those good things. So uh, give us a follow, give us a subscription, and uh, it'd be really nice that we can uh, that keep you uh, updated on what we're up to. A couple of little quick questions, because we do get these questions in the run-up to the week. 
do I need ID to get in, Paul? Uh, yes, you do. It's over 18 strictly, so you will need photo ID. Doesn't matter if you look plenty, plenty older than 18. Please bring some ID. It makes it much, much easier for us uh, and for you, indeed, for getting in. And, Paul, I haven't had my ticket yet. How am I going to get in if I haven't got oh, my well, ticket? Oh, well, you don't need a ticket, Rob, but... For everybody else, um, <laughs> you can just show us your payment confirmation on your phone or print it out. Um, if you haven't actually bought one, you can potentially pay on the door if there are any left. Some of our venues, particularly thinking about Cardiff, Hull and London Bridge, don't just turn up without a ticket because you won't get in. Yes, generally speaking, I was uh, I was getting at the fact that we often get, you know, asked you know we, we don't have a you they don't have a physical ticket, is what I'm saying but I'm saying it doesn't matter you'll have had a confirmation you need to show us your confirmation that's got a particular number on and we'll tick you off give you your wristband and you are away anything else you want to share Paul before we get into the meat of the room no, I think that's it I think we've uh, I just want to like I say oh hang on no one more thing and I'm gonna not I'm gonna literally just mention this with a one-liner um, if you've bought your Royal Rumble tickets um, you can also now get your WrestleMania tickets they're on sale to people who have bought Royal Rumble tickets already or who are listening to this pre-show uh, this um podcast sorry you can use the pre-sale code which is simply all one word the man so you can go to ringsideworld.co.uk find our page um oh another shortcut by the way is hookedontickets.co.uk um pre-sale code the man and you can now buy your wrestlemania tickets we've sold about do you know what rob we've sold about 100 wrestlemania tickets already that's fantastic especially considering don't know the card and it's months and months unbelievable thank you thank you to those people I think you should buy all of them a drink I think I should think about it as <laughs> <laughs> a second edit point from the scene <laughs> and if you didn't hear me say about the first one then it went uh, there we go uh, so that's we'll, we'll leave the, the, the plugging there but we really hope you'll uh, you'll come along you'll have a good time it's uh, it's, we, we enjoy it and, uh, and that's why we do it because we enjoy doing it so uh, hopefully you'll uh, be uh, having a day off on Monday, speculating on what a great night you had on the Sunday. That's the uh, that's the the theory, anyway. Um, let's move on to, like I said, the uh, the meat of the uh, the predictions, the rumble. And I think we need. There are six matches still left for us to talk about and to predict. But I think realistically, we need to talk about it in two blocks of three because you can't really talk about who's going to win the title matches without talking about who you think is going to win the Royal Rumbles on this, you know, particular. Uh, side of things so um, since we talked about it before our break we'll continue with our our chat on the women's side of things Um, because we do have a bit of a split in terms of our predictions I think Paul because I've on one hand gone out on a limb and on the other hand hedged my bets in terms of I've got uh, two of my predictions on that particular front say Becky yeah uh, because I have I've gone with the idea that she will win the title and enter herself in the rumble because I kind of feel that that would be that's the kind of thing she would do she would win the title and go I don't care that I've won the title I want to face Ronda Rousey and I still think that would be that is the if you follow the character through Becky Lynch wants to beat Ronda Rousey at Wrestlemania and I actually think it's more that's more important to her than winning the Smackdown women's title if you follow through the character's ambitions so I think she may lose to Asuka but if she and if she does she'll win the Rumble but I still think she could win both so I'm kind of hedging by thinking she'll win one or the other you know it's one of those ones where you're doing a quiz and sure one of the answers is Henry VIII but I'll put up a both <laughs> just in case it's uh, uh, do I get one point at least out of two um that's my hunch on it I think is there any discussion whatsoever that Sasha beats Ronda oh god no 
There isn't, is there? I think that's the biggest. Oh no, yeah. Put your house on one it. to a hundred or whatever it is, but yeah. I think um, I, I saw one uh, betting company pricing up uh, the winner of the Men's Royal Rumble at a thousand to one, being Grant Holt. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wonder which betting company that, that was. Well, I think that might be slightly uh, a more likely bet than Sasha Banks beating Ronda. <laughs> I Rousey. think you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, I think, and then <laughs> Grant Holt then going on to win the. Uh, the tag titles with Wes Houlihan, I think, I is there for the uh, another, another one. It's, just, it's, it's not going to happen. Um, so we need to talk about the other side of things. So you you do not say Becky and Becky. Who do you say? I, well, do you know what? I have very little conviction in my predictions on this because there are so many possibilities and outcomes. Which is uh, great. Yeah, exactly. I agree. In a, in a wholly positive, there's very few of those outcomes that I don't like. Um I think I've I've come I've um, I'm at peace now with the fact that the WrestleMania match is probably going to be a triple threat. I would still prefer Becky against um, Ronda, but I'm at peace with the fact that it's going to be a triple threat because it'll be a tremendous match, and frankly, Charlotte probably deserves a position. I just think it, and, and you know, just the three of them in the ring together will be magic. So one on one will be better, but I will take this every day of the week. How do you get there? There's a few ways. Like the, I, I, what you mentioned about Becky doing both is, like you say, wholly consistent with her character. Would get her over even more. It'd really work. Um, if you're going to go for the triple threat, a more organic way I'd say of getting there is to be having um, Becky win the title, Ronda obviously return, retain, have both of them sitting at ringside for the uh, for the Royal Rumble itself, and then Charlotte wins, and you got a very natural three-way face-off afterwards. Who does Charlotte pick? She picks them both. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's a nice way into it. I hadn't, I hadn't really considered that. Because you've been talking about this triple threat, and I've been thinking all the way along, well, your theory is that Charlotte wins the Rumble. Well, she's got to pick one. How does the other one get in? So the, my, my thought was, you know, that I don't believe in the triple threat. I think it's the one-on-one. But yeah, I like mm. that. She picks both of them. I want to make history. I want to pick both. Who? What happens with titles, though? Who? What happens? Is it the person that's pinned is the person that loses their um, title? I guess you'd have to put. Yeah, I guess you'd have to put both titles on the line, wouldn't you? And say, you've. I really don't know, mate. Because what happens if Charlotte's pinned? I don't know. I don't know. That's both titles. Would, oh, it does complicate it slightly, actually. To be fair, because if they did that, then you couldn't really pin Charlotte, could you? because then nobody wins a title and it's just status quo but um so you you would have to put maybe maybe you just maybe you just say all or nothing every whoever wins wins them both yeah because then that would you know that we're gonna i think head towards a four horsewomen versus four horsewomen feud after wrestlemania and that would go some way to allowing us to cross-pollinate the brands a bit wouldn't it well, also, I believe for the uh, for the tag team titles for the first women's tag, well, not first, but the most recent women's tag team titles, it's three from Raw and three from SmackDown, yeah. isn't it, in the Elimination Chamber? So that suggests that there's only going to be one set of tag That's team right. champions. So that presumably means that they can go from brand to brand. So maybe they're just going to open up and say that the women are just going to be allowed on both brands. Maybe the women won't be brand specific. Who knows? Who knows? But I just I think that's a really good way. Of it. And, and frankly, it's never been done before. Um, you know, when a Royal Rumble winners had the choice, they've always picked one. They've never picked both. I like it. 
I do like it. It's the kind of thing that some people might be calling me inconsistent for, because it's the kind of thing that I might say, well, you know, you've got to have these um, rules in place in wrestling, and actually in real life, someone would say, I want to challenge for them both, and someone in authority would say, nope, one or the other. But in wrestling, we can sort of get away with those things from time to time. I was thinking what perhaps might happen was that you go to Ronda versus Charlotte, um, but Becky kicks up such a stink about getting into the match that eventually an authority figure, Stephanie or whoever, goes, OK, you're in. Do you know what I mean? We are listening to the fans. The fans are telling us that they want Becky in, so I'm putting Becky in the match. You know, a little bit like they did with Daniel Bryan. Or they give her a match to win. Like Daniel yeah. Bryan had to beat Triple H, didn't he? You know, Daniel Bryan had to beat Ooh. Triple H to get into the Triple Threat. Becky has to beat Maybe Nia Becky Jax. Maybe Becky has to win a match and then that gets her into the triple threat. I mean, it's a little bit formulaic or, you know, derivative of, of a, you know, exactly how they did the Daniel Bryan thing. But, you know, Daniel Bryan has, you know, won a, you know had a match and then gone on to win the, the title later on. You know, I know Brett lost to Owen, but Brett had a match and then won the title later on. So it's not without precedent at WrestleMania that they could have two matches in the night. Or maybe it's Becky's match at, um, uh, when they do the Elimination Chamber. Maybe she's not part of the tag scene. Maybe she's got to beat someone to get into the match that way. So I don't know. There's, um, Maybe you'd have Becky, there's ways Becky they... has to beat Triple H. <laughs> no, John Cena. <laughs> Becky would beat John Cena. That's the story. They've already they've already built to that one. So it's Becky versus Cena. That would be a, a good thing. Or maybe she has to beat Flair. <laughs> <laughs> For, um, Rick, Rick, that is, as a, as a way of... It's, it's the man versus the man. You heard it here so. first. For, for use of the phrase the man very much like when uh, Booker T wrestled Big T um, in, uh, in WCW for the use of the letter God. T that was uh, quite the uh, quite the uh, the feud way back wasn't it do you remember that that's one for Because WCW it was quite the feud wasn't um, it? it was whoever, whoever would have thought Ahmed Johnson would be involved in something as poor whoever as that uh, there, there we go whatever happened to him Is he a, maybe he's a surprise entrant in the Rumble more on that later on when we talk talk about surprise rumble entrance, we'll, uh, we'll probably cap the the show off with that one. Um, uh, so you're going with uh, so Charlotte to win the rumble, Becky to win the title match, and Ronda to retain. Yeah. Uh, I've got two of those the same, but I'm also going for Becky to win the uh, the rumble. Uh, I think yours is probably a slightly safer bet than mine on that front. Um, one final thing on that then, uh, would you say there is a possibility that they will try and play off of Charlotte's father's Heritage yes. in this particular match. I can see Ms. Flair drawing number three and winning. Well, I, funnily enough, I put together our. Um, we've got a hooked on prediction, hooked on events, Royal Rumble prediction contest going on on our Facebook page at the moment, and I entered it this morning. Um, and it said, Which number do you think will win the females Royal Rumble? And I picked number three for that very reason, because I think it's going to be Charlotte in at number three and winning exactly like a dad. And then backstage, she looks at the camera and says, with a tear in my eye, in my eye. that cigarette out. <laughs> I mean, that would be the most fitting tribute to Mean Gene if uh, if Charlotte wins that and they do it backstage. That would be really cool, actually. That would be a really be nice moment if, uh, if they did. Oh, what was there was a there was a moment on one of the shows this week where someone said something. And I thought, oh, that's a that's a lovely reference for the people that will get it. I think it was something the New Day said. And I can't quite remember what it was. Big E said something to someone. And I thought that's a lovely little reference, lovely piece of business. But uh, I can't remember what it was now. Um, it'll it'll come to me, I'm sure. It was a, just a good little uh, a little throwaway line. I like it when they do 
um, little what do you call them Easter eggs? Easter that eggs, sort of yeah. you know, just just something a little a little, little uh, DVD extra for the uh, for the watching audience that uh, that get what someone's talking about without being uh, too much of a an inside joke. Goodness knows we wouldn't do that on this program. Um, anything to um, to add on the uh, the women's rumble, the women's title matches? Uh, before we move on Nothing to the Nothing to add as such, other than I'm expecting to see some three very good matches. I think the Royal Rumble match will be, will be bedded down better than last year. Um, not that it wasn't good last year, but I think that whole novelty act thing's taken away. And I think the two title matches will be fantastic. I'm quite, I'm quite looking forward to seeing how many different ways Sasha can bend herself in selling for Ronda Rousey. I didn't mean that. That sounded <laughs> way more perverted than I meant it to sound. Um, but, no, I, but I, I just think it'll be very interesting to see, yeah, what what she does to make Ronda Rousey look like a beast. Do you remember when they had someone else before that looked a bit double jointed? They would bend them into shapes to uh, make it look good in their women's title matches. More on that on my surprise entry <laughs> picks in the rumble later on. Uh, right, moving on to the uh, the men's rumble, which I think is probably a little bit harder to pick. Um, we did talk about this a few weeks ago, uh, but when we spoke about this whole picture, uh, I think it was two, maybe three weeks ago on the podcast, uh, we were talking about uh, where Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar fit in. Now, of course things have moved on. Very quick brief update for those that have been living under a rock. It was Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar. Then uh, Vince stripped Braun of that uh, title chance because Braun flipped his limo over. Then we had a Finn Balor series of matches putting Finn over really, really strongly over a couple of weeks to put him in that position. Then this week we do Finn Balor versus Braun Strowman on Raw and presumably Braun Strowman is in the Raw Rumble and is a a major um, chance for that. Right, so I think when Strowman was stripped of the title shot I think we probably all assumed he was still injured yeah. right because we'd had the arm injury uh, he hadn't wrestled for a while he was talking about being healed and then it was all that there was a little bit of oh how would he tip a limo over them was like, well that was clearly done with a little camera trick so we don't need to worry about that but he wrestled on Raw this week so the fact that he's had a wrestling match against Finn Balor he is fit enough obviously to compete um I suppose you could argue that you know facing Lesnar is a different level of being fit than facing Finn, but forget storyline-wise, I'm talking real life here. I was kind of the, under, under the impression that Strowman was out of the match because he's not fit, because he, we now know he is. Does that mean there's been a, a switch to the storyline? The classic when Vince is the heel and he's getting at someone and picking on them, they're the lead babyface. I smell a Braun Strowman Royal Rumble win, and I smell Braun Strowman winning the title from Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I suspect you might be right. Despite what I've put on our little prediction sheet, I suspect you might be right. I think... First of all, yeah, you're right. I watched Raw last week. I saw um, Strowman get removed from the title match, and obviously the first thought was, oh, he's not recovered from the elbow injury, obviously. So was it elbow? Was it shoulder? I can't remember. Whatever it was. Whatever well, it was. Some sort of arm. Something to do with his arm, yeah. Um, so that was my first thought, obviously. And then when he was in that match with Balor, I thought, okay, interesting. And yeah, I, I suppose all it's been very hard to pick a Rumble winner um, up till now. It's been very hard to see the direction, but I complete. I've really got nothing more to add to what you said. I think the fact that he's been programmed with Vince is obviously a good sign. I think the fact that they've taken him out of the match, clearly not for injury reasons, but for storyline reasons, bodes very well as well. And the fact that there is no clear-cut winner, yeah, I could totally see them see the fact that they must maybe sat there and just went, actually, this is where we want to take it. Um, yeah, I, I think you, I think you're probably onto the on the right. Uh, road there mate 
it just feels it just feels like it's a I wasn't I hadn't thought about that until I watched Raw this week and I just thought if he's fit why have they changed mm-hmm. it it's such a weird I mean were they going to go with Strowman winning at the Rumble and then someone else being his contender maybe Brock was going to wrestle someone else and that's fallen through do you yeah. know what I mean? This time of year, it's very much everything that happens this week is all. I know we talked about it at the start of the show, but everything that happens this week is all towards what happens in the first week That's of April. Right. Every single, every yeah. single bit of it. So, if you change a title match with two weeks' notice before the Rumble. I think that's got WrestleMania ramifications. It might mean that they've got something totally different for Braun, and that Braun is going to wrestle Aquaman, like I talked about last week. <laughs> or he may, maybe he's going to wrestle um, WWE um's former guest host Hugh Jackman. You know, and they're going to do the Greatest Showman versus the Greatest Strowman. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do, but they might have lots of different plans. But I'm saying that it looks to me a little bit too convenient. And also, he is in the Rumble, right? I'm not making that up. They have said that he's in the Rumble. I don't know if they have, actually. I was just thinking that. But I think if he hasn't, it's very easy to imagine... uh, It's very easy to imagine he just destroys our truth and takes the 30 spot. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, well, however they do it. (laughs) Here's a quick sidebar. Do you not think every single time at this, this point of the year... WWE, effectively on social media, their website, whatever, go, we're going to tell you some new entrance for the Royal Rumble. Here's our list of the entrance to the Royal Rumble. And everyone goes, I don't want Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Every single year, I don't want to know who's in the Rumble. Do you care who's in the Rumble? Know. I'm going to watch the Rumble anyway. Now, admittedly, you can't say absolutely nobody because you need people like, you know, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins and Elias and whoever else it is to say, I'm going to win the Royal Rumble. I am going to go to WrestleMania. Clearly, if you're a vaguely top guy, and you don't have a match, you know, of course you're going to talk about winning the Royal Rumble if you're any of those people I've just mentioned because it makes very little sense for you to not, you know, be in the Rumble if you don't have a match that night. However, I do think sometimes when they go when they go right into nuances and it's like, I don't really need to find out if Rhino or Heath Slater or Kurt Hawkins or, you know, anyone else that might be sort of vaguely uninteresting is going to be in the Royal Rumble because... I think people tune in just as much for surprises. So if you name 28 people, it's like, I don't know they can change things later on, but it's kind of like, you then go in, oh, there's only two, yeah. that means, or oh, there's only two people. And then sometimes you go, there's two surprise entrants, and one of those surprise entrants turns out to be, you know, someone from 205 Live that they hadn't mentioned before. And it's like, oh, well, I was hoping for Kenny Omega, and it's actually Grand Metal. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, anyway, we'll, we, we shall come to names such as that later on. I've uh, I've di- I have digressed somewhat. Um, you uh, on your on the predictions, and I think Jordan on the predictions as well. Both said Seth yeah, Rollins. Yeah, I did. Um, he uh, he seems to be you know as people have been talking about, he seems to be the favourite, but almost for no particular reason. It's kind of I think it's mainly because um, he's probably the best wrestler that's going into the Royal Rumble. He's probably the best wrestler that's not talked about in another feud. Obviously, he's got the feud with, with Dean, but I'm saying that in terms of a uh, you know a, a top title thing. Uh, and he's also probably the one that's, would you say, is the most over, you know, of all the people that are going into it? So no, man, I maybe, think, but like, I think it was a bit of a I shortest think, dwarf contest, to be honest. Yeah, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that, but I think it's... I think part of the reason that people have been... Cho- I, I think rather than Seth being the most likely... He seems like the least. Unlikely. I think that's fair to say, yeah. So you need to, but you need to back up your choice a little bit more than uh, me getting you out of jail. Um, 
Well, I went with it because it was, frankly, because it's the one that got the most chatter. Um, I've never really been too excited about it. Um, but it just, it was what kind of everyone was saying. I couldn't really think of a better choice. It was kind of a choice made out of boredom, really. Um, Drew McIntyre, <laughs> Drew McIntyre was my choice back when you know, back when we started onto the road to the Rumble. Drew McIntyre was definitely the guy that I could see doing it. But this, but as per usual, they've gone from having him cleanly beat Kurt Angle with the ankle lock in the middle of Manchester and putting him over to losing random matches on Raw for no reason. Um, uh, you know, I, you could argue that sometimes that's a little bit of a show-off. Feel whoever, like it, and I don't think that's true. Whoever wins money in the whoever wins money in the bank sometimes loses not, just before not that. Not the case of the Rumble. They tend to give somebody momentum going into the Rumble. Yeah, you're, probably, um, you're probably right. I just doesn't feel like it to me, and I think so. Seth Rollins was kind of the placeholder choice, but you know, as soon as I saw your Braun Strowman pick, actually, it kind of the gears whirred as soon as you said it. I went, oh, he's right. So. I would, I would probably, if I given the chance, I would change my prediction to match yours. Mm, well, uh, funnily enough, well that's interesting because funnily enough, you had basically talked me into John Cena a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I thought your your John Cena theory about him getting to uh, to wrestle Daniel Bryan with a different dynamic at WrestleMania, I thought was a a very convincing um, uh, way of putting things. But uh, that seems to have lost a little bit of steam, and you've. Uh, You've changed your mind. mind you changed your mind to follow yeah, me. Yeah, I think so. Well, Cena. Yeah. I think Cena's going to be out for the Rumble, isn't he? I think the storyline. Well, him. yeah, we've heard that before, haven't we? Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's, I, I don't necessarily hold any stock with those kind of things. We'll it's, see. I, I assume that uh, that someone is in until they're out, basically, when it comes to uh, these sorts of things. Um, I have one other, uh, one other theory. Let's let's just, for example, say. Uh, that it's won by Seth Rollins and Seth Rollins challenges Daniel Bryan, right? For yep. example, okay, then nice. we do Seth Rollins versus Daniel Bryan. Uh, what if is there a possibility that Finn Balor wrestles Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble and takes him as close as you could possibly be? This the nearest anyone has come just lately to beating Brock Lesnar. It's a 20-minute classic. He kicks out of three F5s. He, kick, he reverses a Kimura, he does all sorts of things, he hits him with the coup de grace, Paul Heyman pulls his legs away, we all think he's going to win and he doesn't, and Brock Lesnar retains, so Finn has to bring out the demon at WrestleMania. Mm, well, he's been very clear that he's not going to be the demon this week. Um, mm-hmm. I suspect that's because they want to keep the demon undefeated. And so they needed to give a reason why, because logically he should go demon, shouldn't he? If, uh, if, we're, go- if we're going by... Well, he tends logic. to go... De- he tends to go demon when he's lost. Well, not always, you know. Go, go no, not, not always. But Universal that's the... title, he went, he went, he went demon. Uh, okay, well, yeah. And okay. this would be a simple situation, yeah. wouldn't it? Oh, I'm facing the baddest man on the planet. Better pull out the face paint. Um, so I, you know, logically, he'd go for it straight over. They made a big, big, big sort of play to say that he's not. And I think that's yeah, I think it's because they want to make sure fans' expectations aren't raised and I just don't think they want to have him lose as the demon. Essentially they they treat it almost as two separate characters. I don't I don't I again what you're saying makes perfect sense, but then I wouldn't necessarily want a Brock Lesnar Universal title match at WrestleMania to be a rematch from the Royal Rumble. I'm not sure that works for me. 
But they ah see they'd argue it's not a rematch. Well, they? Like, they would say that it's a you're you're bringing out the demon and 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 they love a tagline. The demon versus the beast is a tagline. I, I just I wouldn't I don't think it's likely. I think it's you know th- third or fourth on the list of possibilities. But again, I, if they've gone big on Bala the last couple of weeks, they put him in, in a position where they had a, he had a believable fall going on against Braun. Yep. You know, you know they put him in a position where he's beaten several people on one show. Um, they put him in a position where they're trying to make him a credible threat. And I'm always interested in when they do things with Vince. And I think that was the moment where, when they had the, before the match, this is why I'm flip-flopping, I'm watching Raw, but by the end of Raw, I'd kind of come to the conclusion of, of Strowman winning the Rumble um, because of what I said before. But when Vince basically said to Finn, you can't win, didn't he? In a roundabout yeah. way, he basically went, I, you're a fairy tale and I don't believe in fairy tales those sorts of lines Vince is speaking as a heel in that moment isn't he he is speaking for the heel that he perceives the audience to perceive him as if you see what I'm saying it's a bit complicated but the audience think Vince doesn't like small guys he holds back small guys so Vince the Mr. McMahon character comes out and says you can't win David because fairy tales don't work. I don't know if he's saying that the Bible's a fairy tale. <laughs> That's, uh, I don't want to get into theology. Um, but, you know, that was essentially the um, the conceit for that, was heel says you can't win. And if you follow the conventions of wrestling, when a heel says you can't win, the babyface yep, wins. true. And I don't think Finn Balor is going to win on Sunday, but I still think that the arc of the story might be that Finn Balor wins. Or someone is going to cost Finn Balor and that is Finn Balor's WrestleMania opponent and that's when the demon comes out because the demon has to be brought out to vanquish this, you know, so-and-so that cost him the title. I don't know who that is. You know, I don't know if that's, you know, Lars Sullivan or whether it's Zack Ryder. Yeah. But, you know, it's... I, that is To me, that says... If you're going to build up Balor the way they have done over this last couple of weeks... And if he loses to Lesnar, that's not necessarily the most terrible thing in the world. But you've started to build up a guy, you need to give him a match at WrestleMania. You know, I can only consider that the person that cost him... Hey, listen, they might do... They might do the rematch at the Elimination Chamber, I don't know. But um, I, 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 feel, I feel like there's more in Balor's future than just... He, you're, he's not, I don't think he's hardcore Holly. No, I do think, you know I mean? I I think, think you're think... right. I think you're right on that. Um what I will say I think we are probably going to see the demon at Wrestlemania in one form or fashion you would think so yeah I think so you would think so Um, it makes sense too that's a real Wrestlemania thing the kind of thing that you would you would bring out we love a big entrance and I totally agree with you I think the demon wins whoever he's wrestling the demon wins doesn't he Um, particularly on a big you know big uh, a big stage like that so uh, I think it's one to watch I think it's a uh, an interesting one. Um, I think we all agreed Brock wins and Daniel Bryan wins on our predictions. Uh, we haven't really touched on AJ versus Daniel Bryan. We ought to. Um, we're expecting a classic. Sometimes our expectations are maybe too high for these sort of matches. I don't know how good this match would be to have to live up to um, expectations. But uh, I think we were expecting a very solid match, but we we're all expecting Daniel Bryan to win. Uh, yes, we are. I'm I'm expecting an absolutely phenomenal match because 
whilst previous matches have had the two best in the world, arguably, in the ring with each other, this match has got the two best wrestlers in the world with very clearly defined face and heel characters, very clearly defined motivations, and a really well... Uh, a really good promotional amount of momentum for Daniel Bryan going into it people properly genuinely hate him now Um, and he's got a proper character as to why so with all those elements in play cry oh god it's going to be good it's going to be so good I I will let myself get hugely excited about this one I think it's going to have the passion and the energy and the intensity and the time that it needs to be an absolute beast of a match very quickly if Cena's out and is injured if Braun Strowman is going to uh, Brock Lesnar who do you see as being a potential Daniel Bryan Wrestlemania if Cena's out injured um, I'd probably uh, if that is the case I would probably expedite the Shane Miz thing and have Miz as the opponent do you know who's a possibility? Go on. Rey Mysterio. Ah, I was just thinking the same. Not for me. Not for WrestleMania. Probably not me either, but I can't think of a Daniel Bryan Rey Mysterio. Have they no, done much? No, no, they, they, they haven't as far as I know. Certainly not at the true top level, but I just think Daniel Bryan deserves a better character to bounce off. Forget the match quality. We all know that would be sensational. But Rey doesn't really offer him anything to to bounce off to, to really highlight that newfound personality he's gotten to build up a rich and decent story the Miz does the Miz offers him the opportunity to to build on what all those years of animosity they've had but flip the flip, flip the switch completely and have the hate you know the Miz was right all along essentially the, everything the Miz ever said about Daniel Bryan he was right and now they can bring that to a head and the Miz can choose to do to say I told you so or he can choose to put his head down and get on with showing that he's a better man than Daniel Bryan, like he's always said. There's so much rich backstory that can go into that. And with Ray, great wrestler, but he's a he's a he's a brick wall when it comes to building a proper story up with him. Um, I wouldn't be a fan of that. What if he put his career on the line? Still, no, I'm not interested. I'd like to see. Ma- mask, mask, beard. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can, are you negotiating with me to try and get my approval on this match? No, I um, I would like to see um, Rey Mysterio face off with whoever the cruiserweight champion is at WrestleMania. I think that'd be a good spotlight for that belt, and I think I'd like to see them beat Rey Mysterio. Could who could it be? It could be Mustafa Ali. It could be. It could be Billy. Kidman. It could be Billy Kidman. You're right. It could even be Drake Maverick. It, it won't be the giant Gonzalez. Probably won't. Uh, although he might be, he might be under 205 now. Um, but I'm not certain about that. But uh, we should probably, we should probably move on before it gets into the worst yes, taste this has ever should. got. Um, right, we uh, we will conclude with talking about surprise entrance. Uh, for a, because it's a bit of fun. Uh, B, because I've got a uh, a point that I need to make uh, uh, from Paul. Uh, and also because it's sort of the question we put out on uh, on our social media today, and we've had we really have had a lot of uh, of interest in it. Um, 
sometimes it's been uh, rather silly comments sometimes it's been silly gifts but we welcome that from occasions um, so we will talk about that as our final topic before we do you may remember at the start of the podcast I said that I have a revelation a bombshell something that no one else has spotted do you remember me saying that I Paul? I vaguely do Okay, how many Royal Rumbles have there been? Oh, God, now you're asking. So, define Royal Rumble. Pay-per-views? Male Royal Rumbles that they have billed as a Royal Rumble match. Right, okay. So, um, what are we on? Christ, are we on 30? Is this going to be 32nd on pay-per-view? I'll tell you what. Let's cut to the chase. There have been... There have been... 31 Royal Rumble January shows. Right, okay. okay. There have been 31. Uh, there has been 30 men in all of those Royal Rumbles, except for the first one, which was 20, and except for the Del Rio one, which he won, which was 40. So it averages out to yes. 30. 30. 30 times 31, I believe, is 930. Yes. If you include the greatest Royal Rumble, which I do, because they were Absolutely. considering lineage, because when Randy Orton was running to the ring, for example, they went, here's Randy Orton in his 12th Royal Rumble, or however many it was. Um, so they included it as part of the lineage. So there were 50, is that yep. correct, in that one? 930 in January Royal Rumbles, plus 50 from the greatest Royal Rumble, gives you 980 entrance so far clearly there have been some repeats but I'm saying amount of yeah, times yeah. people have entered a rumble the bell has gone 980 times I would say therefore that the 20th entrant in this year's Royal Rumble is the 1000th ever I can't say that word 1000th the 1000th ever Royal Rumble entrant and I am hmm. surprised no one has made more of that that's very interesting I think um I think that might be true, but I take it you're not counting the, the Royal Rumbles that have been on TV, the the pair down ones. I, I mean, no, yeah, I don't, I don't. Think I agree. So. I don't uh, think well, you can I, count them. You know, They've no. had ones on SmackDown, the corporate Rumble, that sort of thing. No, I don't include that. I, I think the harsher thing that I'm doing is not including the Women's Rumble from last year, because I mean that's clearly a pay-per-view Royal Rumble. But I'm just saying, just for the you know for the ease of this, that is it's that is the first of its kind. I don't think it's comparable. I don't think you say there have been X amount of say World Cup winners because you're including the Men's World Cup and the Women's World Cup. You do focus on the, the you know there are separate compositions to me. So that, to me the, the Men's Royal Rumble is its own thing. So I'm I'm saying there have been 980 entrants. You could argue that there have been a few where someone hasn't shown up. I think. Macho Man yeah, there's been a few. His entry. And one year, Bastion Booger didn't make his entry and whatever. So I would, I would be more inclined to go, okay, those people didn't enter, therefore, you know, we'll scratch them. But I think it's easier to say that they did, they just didn't make it, they forfeited yeah, yeah. their entry. So I, I just I just think, I I am surprised they haven't done something with it. Or maybe they will on the night. Maybe Michael Cole will suddenly shout when number 20 comes out, you know, whoever it is. John Cena is the 1,000th um, yeah. ever... And do you know what? If I was booking the Rumble, I'd have whoever, I'd have the, whoever my winner's going to be. I'd bring him out. Yeah, it's not a bad shout. And and I'd have him come and win it. That's not a bad shout at all. The one thousandth Royal Rumble entry. Wow. It's just a real surprise that they've not done it. When they love their anniversary, I mean, they normally get their anniversary. <laughs> when they well, say, maybe that's it. When then. they say it's the. 
when they say it's the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania and they don't understand that actually the 20 WrestleMania 25 is the 24th anniversary, they don't always understand that. Um, but um, I just think maybe it's something that uh, should I bring it to their attention? Do you think? Do you think I should do a big campaign over the next few days? Just give and, uh, Maybe I could invent that the way I invented Bootista <laughs> a few years ago when the uh, I invented that. Uh, wasn't anything to do with the fact that the entire world realised that the syllable ba sounds like the syllable boo all at the same time. That's totally related. Uh, absolutely did it. So, um, yes, we should move on. If uh, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't put up a little bit more. Uh, I thought you would have more resistance to my thousandth rumble idea, but uh, that's, that's nice. Maybe uh, maybe because you've gone with me on the the, uh, the Strowman prediction, you're finally realising that I'm right about these things and you should just... I'm just in a very good rumbling mood, Rob. That would make a, that would make a good podcast, wouldn't it? If I just said things and you went, "Yes, Rob." <laughs> well, it's a good job we don't do that too often, isn't it? No, no, we really and we really, really don't. Right? Okay, uh, let's consider uh, surprise entries and let's have a whiz through uh, what people said to us on social media. Some serious, some not so serious. I think when uh, Craig Brooks said "dot" from EastEnders, um, I don't think he was being uh, completely serious. Partly because. My understanding is that she signed a four-year deal with AEW. Um, uh, Will Bollen has the uh, the graphic of uh, Scotty Too Hotty and Albert. I don't think that's beyond the realm. Scotty Too Hotty. Um, well, no, either of them, I suppose. But I'd say Scotty would be more likely. Don't see it, but yeah, could happen, I suppose. Yep, I think it's possible. Uh, again, a lot of these are gifts. Ben Robinson, uh, Ben Robertson, with a, a gif of Steve Austin. Billy Flatty with uh, the Godfather. We've seen that before, but then they have repeated before. I mean, I mean, Christopher's got a picture of Shawn Michaels. I don't, I don't think it's beyond the realms that Shawn Michaels is in the realm. Agreed. The fact that he's broken his retirement. I mean, but we're talking about matches for Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. I don't ooh. think I don't think Shawn's going to win the Rumble. Ooh, but ooh, you know, ooh, I like that. And then also, you know, there's a there's a chance of um, you know, is a is AJ the modern day Shawn Michaels? So maybe AJ versus uh, Shawn Michaels is something. I certainly wouldn't be surprised to see Shawn Michaels in the Rumble and it leads to something. Uh, Darren uh, Dara Crossan says uh, Champa to come in and absolutely wreck shit in his words and then he says it's never going to happen but uh, just to see Omega and all the smart heads pop when they realise he isn't going to AEW we'll talk a bit more about Omega in fact the next person does Steve Ormond says why the hell is Omega in your pick he's too good for WWE nonsense uh, and then Jamie Hayden says about uh, Kenny Omega being contracted to NJPW we should probably mention that shouldn't we that the theory goes, unless there's been some sort of buyout, which we wouldn't see possible, forget the Omega to AEW factor. The suggestion is he is contracted to New Japan through the end of January, therefore what can't be in the Rumble. Is that correct? That is the general consensus, yes. That seems to be what's reported. So, you know, we, we don't think that Kenny Omega is likely for, for various reasons. Uh, Katie Shawcross says Gargano and Ciampa one after another, like Owen and Zayn did uh, one time. Well, that would work if they still had a beef with each other, but it turns out they're sort of reluctant um, allies now, so there'd be no real impetus for that. Yeah, it doesn't really work. I, th- I think um, I think uh, when Zayn came out, I think that was I think that was Zayn making a debut. Uh, I think he, could I think easier it, been. Could easier been. I think he might have. I think he might have had the match with Cena. Mm, I'm uh, not sure, but you but you know whatever whatever way you slice it, um, it would have worked really well last. Year, yeah, last year, but not this. Not this year, that's true. I th- yeah, I, I'm fairly certain that Zayn had his match with Cena, the calling out for the open challenge, and then he had had the feud with 
Owens on NXT. Owens put him out for that time. Owens got called up, and then Zayn's entry into the main roster was coming out in the Rumble, and then I think eliminating um, Owens. It's also well, we haven't really talked about the Rumble in depth. I don't think we really need to. Everyone knows the the ins and outs of how it works. But I always think it's fun to watch the little stories that go on as well. There, you know, there will be things like, you know, um, you know, Elias. Um, eliminating Baron Corbin or something like that, weren't there? There's always those little bits yeah. that, uh, that go on. So I suppose if we want to, if we want to call a spot at any point, we can uh, we can do that. Uh, Thomas Broom Jones, who is uh, uh, I believe the co-inaugural winner of the Sheep Quiz, Paul. That's correct. He uh, he goes with Alistair Black. Uh, Simon Malin responds and says Thomas Broom Jones. This is very probable if Alistair loses on Saturday. I am not so sure that's the case because um, quite frankly. Uh, Almas won last year, didn't he, at the uh, the NXT Takeover before the Rumble and was in the Rumble he as well. He certainly did. Um, so I think that can that can happen. So did Ember Moon in the in the women's one, I think. So um, uh, these things can go. Uh, what else we got? CJ Roberts with a graphic of the Rock. Uh, Rosa Edwards goes there. They're back in Pete Dunne. <laughs> that is a very funny bit where uh, Daisy Wood. There's no one say the Rock. It's so pointless. And the very next person is Dan Greenwood saying the Rock to win it. <laughs> And set up a feud. Uh, set up a feud with Daniel Bryan, People's Champ versus Planet's Champ. That was a great line on SmackDown. I thought, I'm not the People's Champion. I'm the Planet's <laughs> Champion. Wonderful, wonderful double meaning. Uh, William Steele, Dream Entrant, is Omega. If he legitimately wants to be discovered, the uh, uh, be considered as the goat. He's got to go to WWE. After that, he says Big Dave, and he thinks that Velveteen Dream will be in it. Uh, that's a, that's repeated elsewhere. Uh, Jeff Slaughter shows us a uh, uh, a tag from um, sorry a betting slip from Skybet that he's backed uh, Jake the Snake to be an entrant in the Rumble. Michael Wright with a gif of Hulk Hogan. Jamie French with a gif of President Trump. <laughs> Lee Tate with a gif of uh, The Rock. Matty Down goes with Seth Rollins. I don't think he's a surprise entrant. Uh, Darren Calvert Ricochet. I think you said that a couple of weeks ago yep. on the pod. Uh, there's a couple more gifs of Kenny. In fact, there's three or more of Kenny. Uh, Alan Partridge, thank you for that. Adam Cole, Adam Cole was in it last year. It sort of doesn't really feel like, and he's not he, again. That wasn't a call up, was it? That was an NXT guy right. who was popular, yep. making the roster. And I think it was in Philly last year, wasn't it? So he would have been popular to the Philly crowd, being a Ring of Honor guy. Would that be a fair, fair? Yeah, it sounds say? right all round. And he's in the uh, he's in that tournament as well on uh, Access the day before. So. I just, I know, I'm just, yeah, I agree. He's, he's been in it once. He's done that. I don't see him doing it again. Doesn't feel likely. There's a few one-worders or one-namers coming up. Virgil, Sandow, Shah Samuels, Max Moon, Pete Dunne, Okada, Walter, Drew Carey. Lots of uh, serious or not-so-serious uh, suggestions there. That's pretty much uh, everyone that's on there. A big, long list of things. Uh, isn't it... The, re- the reason I've gone through that exhaustive list, and we've got lots more to mention, and we'll try and do it quickly... Isn't it really... I love this about the Rumble. I love that it's got... Again, this is what I was going back to. Why name everybody? I'm not saying there should be 17 surprise entrants, because actually that waters down the whole thing. But the fact that there are pretty much always one or two, whether it's... Because obviously there's a difference between your surprise entrant who is um, a debuting figure or a returning figure, the way we've seen Jericho or Edge or Cena or someone like that return at the Rumble or there have been people that have been making their NXT debut, or there have been people jumping shit like AJ. There is, there's that one, and there's the, um, then there's the novelty, isn't mm-hmm. there? And I, I, I think it was, I should go on to, uh, those, those responses were all from, um, from Facebook. Um, I did mention on my uh, Twitter earlier on, uh, 
uh, the, the same suggestion and I said I was talking about a novelty pop and uh, in a brilliant answer Sim Minogue says Rick Astley it doesn't get any more novelty pop than that <laughs> which I think is a, uh, nice, uh, a good nice. point um, also on there um, Daniel Hurley Chris Groves both say um, Velveteen Dream uh, so it's um, I think he's one that's he feels like he could fit that Almas Adam Cole Agreed. position from last year they don't have to get called up but it would be a good moment to you know put him in front of the big audience see how people respond to him in the rumble see how he looks on that scale then go back to him on the uh, on the NXT front and I think we discussed before didn't we night after mania seems a good call up time so I I would say he's a very very strong shout for the NXT representative that's not getting called up. Yeah, I think so too. I think we had two NXT representatives last time in Cole and uh, Almas. I think that's about right. Um, And I'd I'd slot Velveteen Dream and Pete Dunne into those slots this time. Yeah, I think I I certainly remember saying Pete Dunne last year. I was convinced Pete Dunne was in it last year. Um, I thought he would be a, a good option last year. And even more so now because of the whole you know NXT UK yes. thing which seems to have been gone down very very well a couple of weeks ago we talked about it last week on the show people are interested in our opinions on that if you've just tuned in for the Rumble this week we did a, a big breakdown of uh, NXT UK last week with uh, with Dean Ayers which was a, a good uh, hopefully a good listen um, if you did listen to that by the way and uh, you struggled with a bit of uh, listening on the audio front there was a glitch I don't know where it came from but there was a glitch on the audio which we have now put right so if you didn't if you only got 20 minutes into that and was you know, you gave up because the audio was uh, was poor. Uh, we have re-uploaded and it is now fine. So if you want to go back and listen to that, um, one other point before we get into some of our suggestions, Paul. Um, so I think this is quite a good point. It's, it's one I don't think we need to discuss, but I think it's a, an interesting point. I want to bring up that uh, Sam Millard says uh, on Twitter. Uh, is it a controversial thought to say that the same people who moan about part-timers at Mania stealing a spot and being champion love the old guys getting a pop at the Rumble in the biggest number one contenders match of the year, which in theory leads to a WrestleMania main event? So, suggesting there's a bit of hypocrisy there. I sort of know what he means, although no I think chat. one person in one person in for a minute or two in a 30-man match is a little Holy. different to taking up a spot at Completely. WrestleMania. But I, I, see, I, no, I, do, I do see his point. I see his point, but I think it's, uh, it's not quite the... I think he's been a little bit over-logical there, but I wanted to bring it up because I thought it was a... I think it's an interesting point. It's not what I agree with, but I think it's an interesting yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. There. Exactly. It's... Uh, okay. Um, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whenever it was, we uh, we went through some of our uh, uh, Royal Rumble thoughts, and I put to Paul about the surprise entrance uh, because he was so proud of his prediction <laughs> of uh, the hurricane last year. Uh, in fact, the, uh, the aforementioned Chris Groves, who was a... Uh, uh, contacted us on Twitter and happens to be part of the uh, the Hooked on team as well and a valuable one in our in our London team. Indeed. Uh, he said um, uh, he said there was no outsider surprises last year, so I'm expecting one this year. RVD is my usual choice. Hogan worryingly not out of the question. Uh, but Chris says there were no surprises last year. What? And I suggested, Paul. I suggested, Paul, that you would be in for a bit of a horror shock when you found out <laughs> that someone had forgotten. Mr. Helms is a bit. Well, quite, and not only that, but Rey Mysterio, Chris, come on. Okay, what? Rey Mysterio in the Royal Rumble last year? No, no, that's not my point. I set you up for a line. I set you up to be incredulous about the hurricane, so you say... Oh, it's as if what's up with that wasn't even a catchphrase. Goodness me, you try and set things up. 
Um, yeah, sorry. I thought, I thought I, I want. I thought every now and again I need to try and you know act on this show like you've got a personality or some spontaneity or something. Oh, so on. I have to try and actually set it up for you. And oh, and you let me down. But yeah, you're right. I forgot. I had actually forgotten Ray Mysterio was a, uh, a surprise <laughs> entrant last year. If I'm sorry, I was. If I, I if I'm honest, I was I was so angry about that complete lack of memory that I just could not yeah. recall my own memory of a hurricane catchphrase from 15 years ago. And what was quite fun about no you go sorry I was just blathering what was quite what was quite fun about Rey Mysterio being a surprise entrant last year was again it was in Philadelphia which was the audience that massively turned on Rey Mysterio when he had the temerity to be not Daniel Bryan at number 30 and I thought it's not really Ray's fault that he's been made number 30 rather than the, your your little pet everybody but uh, that's Philly for you uh, but yes I had forgotten he was a, a surprise entrant last year um, you you had a couple of suggestions when we talked about it a couple of weeks ago now that we are in the, the week of I think we can um, re-up those suggestions again so uh, you've changed your mind on who's going to win the Rumble well you, you've changed your mind on that within the <laughs> the concept of the show <laughs> yeah. so um so, so perhaps, uh, perhaps you now may now elucidate on who you believe might be a, a surprise entrant. Yeah. So I I did my column earlier in the week on hookedonevents.co.uk, uh, where I picked out five guys that I think would be in there. Um, I've mentioned two of them already: Velveteen Dream and Pete Dunne. Very, very quickly. I also think we're going to see Tony Storm in the female match. Not a massive leap of faith for that one either. Um, the two guys that I'm going to name for more sort of out there surprise entrance, sort of punts, I say. When when I say that, I mean I think Pete Dunne and Velveteen Dream are quite easy picks. I don't necessarily get any credit for that. Um, and then the two that I think I would put my punt hat on for number one of those is Matt Hardy. Now, okay, I've seen a few people say that. Yeah. yeah. So Matt Hardy is. Been making a lot, has been making a lot of noise about how he's not retired, how he's coming back, how he's ready, etc., etc. Um, and that's basically the entire basis for it, really. He's clearly wanting to itching to get back in. He's been out for a while. He'd get a good pop. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I can see that. I, I can see that. And, and, a, and a one B on that one, I'd say Bray Wyatt's probably in the same boat. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think Bray falls under the category. I wouldn't say. See, I wouldn't call that a quote surprise no. entry. To me, that that's a surprise return. That's, Bray is on the roster. We just yeah, haven't yeah, seen exactly. him for a long time. Matt Matt is quote unquote retired. Yes, exactly. You know, so if 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 Matt was in it, that would be a surprise because he is allegedly retired. Uh, in the same way that I know Jericho's not going to be in it because of the whole AEW thing. But if Jericho was in it, for example, Jericho might be considered on the roster, but he's been away and he's not expecting with the company. Bray's just been out. You know, Bray's not been written off television or anything, is he? He's just been out. So. Um, you know, we would. I think he would be, you know, an acceptable return as opposed to a, a surprise entry. So yeah, I think we can we can skip him out. So you've mentioned I think four there, uh, or at least three. Um, I know that your biggest prediction is this is my biggest punt. If this one comes off, I am lapping that building and I want a beer from you, Rob. I'm going with Jeff Jarrett. I mean, big friend of Hooked On. I don't use that lightly because normally some you know podcast has interviewed someone for four minutes on the phone once and they don't even know any of their names call them a friend of the show but I'm saying Jeff has been on this podcast we've had him as a as a surprise guest on the on the video wall twice at former um, WrestleMania uh, uh, pay-per-view parties including backstage last year at WrestleMania that was pretty cool um, so um, we do know Jeff but we're not buddy buddy with Jeff that he'd be ringing up and telling us that he's in the run oh, no so way this is 
this is our, this is us taking or well, you taking a uh, a stab at it. But uh, tell us why you think he fits, because I think there are there are there's a few things to back. I you just up think um, he's gonna. He's a, well, first of all, he's he's a big name. He's a big name. He's he's a big name. He's a hall of famer. So. He's, he's a Hall of, of Famer. Famer. So he's within the last year, he is, he is now back on very solid terms with the company. He's been spotlight at WrestleMania. He's also uh, done a few other bits and pieces before that. Skits on the Edge and Christian show spring to mind. Mm-hmm. He's been in and around SmackDown or, you know, periodically, uh, not on camera, just around. Uh, he's done a few sort of WWE.com interviews as well in that time frame. Um, so that, you know, he's very much part of the consciousness. He's also still active to a degree. He's very until very recently he was the AAA champion down in Mexico. Um, so he, you know, he has still got the chops for it. He still looks the part. He still looks like Jeff Jarrett. Um, and then the other thing that's making me think uh, it's a possibility is that he, he, one of his best friends, Road Dog, is booking the damn rumble or be playing a big part in booking the rumble so when you're thinking of when you're racking your brains for mystery entrance that'll excite the fans it's not a great leap of faith for road dog to think of jeff i think it's uh, i think it's quite a compelling argument i have only one little thing against it and that is that yes he's a hall of famer recently yes with my baby tonight is vaguely over because of the bruce pritchard revival um and yes, he's certainly on good terms with WWE. I think actually people might say, oh, Paul Benson thinks Jeff Jarrett's going to be in the Rumble because he was on the Edge and Christian show. Well, actually, that's the kind of thing that would lead to something because it shows that he's in good graces. He might even be... Listen, it wouldn't shock me if they said to Jeff, look, we'll bring you in, you're backstage, you're number 31. As in, if someone pulls out, someone doesn't make it, someone gets injured, you're up. They've done that before. I know they've done that Have before. They? I know they've had people... Oh, yeah. They've had people backstage as, like, 31 and 32. But there'll be people that have something within the... Usually, like a like a Sergeant Slaughter or, you know, or someone like... like these days, like a Dean Malenko or a Finley or someone like that that's an okay. agent that would be there that would be there anyway. And then they, But they've factored in that they'll be... The, I think there have been rumbles where it's happened, where you, you'll go back and someone will be there for the bit of the... Um, I think at one of them, I want to say that I want to say that in '95 it was the model that he hadn't been on TV for like a year and he was there and they, someone was injured, so they put the model in. And it was like, or because he'd been in all the rumbles up to that point or something like that. There, I know it's happened. I know it's something that goes on. So it wouldn't shock me if they say, look, we'll we'll pay your airfare, we'll bring you in, and if if someone pulls out, you're a, you're a cool um, uh, you know option. You know. I'm not saying he would do it necessarily for that. He might want gar- I'd want to guarantee I'm on the TV. I'm a Hall of Famer, damn it. But you never know. Anyway, um, I think the one thing that's against him is the fact that he wasn't. He was never a beloved figure in WWE. True. Not not even as a kind of cool heel. Not even as a kind of um, wacky character. Um, he was just a mid to high card disliked figure. That's a that's a um, that's pr- I'm praising him because he, I think he was a good. He was always a good heel. Um, and I think he did his job brilliantly. I think he was an underrated heel for his time during WWE. I think when people look back at that era, I think he was a very, very solid hand that they could have done more with. But I don't see him as ever having that sort of, you know, that association with a, a one. He was around for some of the Attitude Era, but I think people considered more the, ha hello folks, 1995 match against Razor Ramon rather than the uh, 
the stuff later on with Deborah or China or anything like that. So anyway, um, I think it's a good stab though. I certainly wouldn't um, be taking you on and laying it at, uh, at long odds. Um, do you want to hear a couple Definitely. of mine? Good. Um, when we were doing this predictions game, I think I offered um, four, five, six different options, and I was smacked down <laughs> uh, and told I was only allowed one. And then I fought for two, for one in each match. And I believe your um, your comparison to me was you said um, that when you do the lottery, you're not allowed to pick all 59. Correct. And I did, and I did make the point that you are allowed to pick six numbers for the lottery. I but it's a long time since I've done the lottery, but I assume you still pick six. And so I'm expected to pick one out of 60, and yet you think it's okay to pick six out of 59. So theoretically, I should have had six choices for this. Uh, but there we go. Uh, so since I was only allowed one for each match, um, when we went with the uh, uh, the predictions on the on the predictions card. Um, I actually now I, do you know what I can't even remember who did I go with in the end did I say Rikishi you did I said Rikishi in the end okay well um, Rikishi I think is a fair shout because of uh, A recent Hall of Famer like Jeff B link with the Usos there's a story to tell there but I think Rikishi fits more of the, the criteria because I'm saying I think you want someone A that can still be active B is associated with a relatively positive era of WWE C has got music people will react to. I think that's important as well. You yep, need that little agreed. pop. Uh, and D need to be a character of some sort. Now this will break SoCal Val's heart, but you couldn't do, for example, Steve Blackman. You know, Steve Blackman didn't have a character other than being Steve Blackman. Um, I like, I liked him. I think he was a bit underrated. But you can't, you're not going to get a pop for his music. You're not going to get a pop for, um, you know, his act. What's he going to do if he comes in? He just gets eliminated quickly. There's no point doing a Steve Blackman. It's got to be a character, attitude era preferably, but certainly one that people remember. So, I am saying Rikishi. I'm saying Gangrel. I'm saying Val Venus. I'm saying Santino Morella. And I'm saying Funaki. Indeed. I am not saying all five of them. But I would say that that would be my five against the field, that it would come from one of them. Because I think, especially Gangrel, Val Venus, um, in particular, are that sort of the half a pop because purely because they're around during the Attitude Era. But also they had that character. They had an entrance. I know Val Venus has been a surprise entrance. Well, he wasn't a surprise entrant in the Rumble. He was a build returnee in the mm. Rumble in about 2003. 2002. Was it, was it long ago? Yeah, they did. They build the floor, um, didn't they? Venus, Mr. Perfect, Godfather, and Goldust. They had, they, they made yeah. the surprise entrance known beforehand, which is quite an interesting way of doing it, actually. That's right. Um, and uh, yeah, because Mr. Perfect was down to the last couple, wasn't he? That's right. Final, uh, final two four, or three, I think. Yeah. Final three, maybe. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Angle, Triple H, and Perfect. Think, yeah, it was final three. Yes, it was right down at the end. Um, so yes, I know that. Okay, that's a long time ago that. Uh, the Val did it. They're the ones that fit. And again, you can hear Val's music hitting pop. You can hear Rikishi's. You can hear Gangrel for the brood. It'd be really cool if they did the brood entrance, wouldn't it, coming through the fire? Um, and again, most of the time, you know, Hurricane didn't last two minutes last year, did he? I think when Godfather did it, he lasted about four seconds. Yep. Um, these people don't come in for a run. They come in for, you know, they're out before the next entry comes in. And I think all of those fit. So, you know, I, I put Santino. Santino's probably my fifth choice because I, I don't recall him being necessarily on, on the best terms with them. Mm. And, they've done the, and they've done the comedy Santino exit a couple of times. So 
I'm not. That's not the one I'm most sold on. I have to say, but the other four feel like a uh, uh, a real possibility for me. And again, Funaki could be your number 31 if someone pulls out. You know, who, you've got Funaki. He's on the commentary team, isn't he? Yes, you know, he he's is. On, yeah. He's on the. Uh, He's on the Japanese commentary table. He's only got to run round just before his number and then go out and then go back round again, isn't he? So, um, I think you know if you've got someone that's there, then they can uh, they can jump into a spot, can they not? Um, very quickly, any uh, any thoughts on the uh, on the women's side of things? They had about ten last year, so it's uh, they've gone through quite a lot of yeah, their, they have, their they options. have, they've um, they've burned a few, haven't they? And then they burned a couple more at Evolution as well at the Battle Royal. There, they put in Ivory and Alundra Blaze, which would doesn't discount them from this one but I'd say it lessens the impact um, there's not there's not a lot left that's fresh is there uh, there isn't really um, I've got on my list uh, Jazz yep. because she's still working and doing stuff with with NWA uh, I've got Victoria because I think that she's someone that could be she's retiring this year uh, Lisa Marie Veron Victoria Tara in TNA um She's uh, said that she's going to make this her last year as an active wrestler. Um, if you follow the, uh, you know, one a year into the Hall of Fame, uh, you know, if you follow that through, they're starting to run out of people for mm-hmm. that. And I could see her being someone in the next two years that could be eligible for uh, for that entry. If if Stacey Keebler's not going to come back and uh, and be entered in, and if uh, Mickey might want a year or two more of wrestling, I can see that uh, Victoria could be quite a good fit for the Hall of Fame. So maybe she's in the uh, the Rumble this year, and that sets up a Hall of Fame uh, position in the next year or two. Uh, and the other one is uh, just just because again a good entrance, a popular figure when she was around, Melina. Oh yeah, that's a good shout. I think I don't know. I don't mm. know her. I've seen her advertised for indie shows and stuff. So I presume she's still working in a, in a certain capacity. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that she could do her ent- if she's you know, still flexible enough can do the entrance and go in and get clotheslined out straight away if that's all that she needs to do but I think Melina's a really a really strong well, she... name that's that's not been and, and, and again she's a wrestler you know there are other people such as oh, I suppose Kelly Kelly actually did okay last year but there, there's other people that you think of like your Eve Torreses and your Candice Michelles and and a few others but they weren't really wrestlers were they they were eye candy that they turned into a short term wrestler I can see them being very out of touch after the, after a few years and going I really don't want to come back and start bumping but if Melina is a wrestler and has been in that position I can see her being a, being one that fits uh, Melina's a good chance she did wrestle a UK tour about 18 months ago so okay. she's, she's still got the vibe um, yeah I never thought of her actually good shout so there we have it and, and any any uh any final thoughts on on that front to uh, to, to put a bow on this Royal Rumble episode? I think I think we're, we're shut down there, mate. I think it's ready. We're ready to lock it down. We're ready to get our rumbling boots on, put on our brand new T-shirts from WWE Euro Shop, and um, get rumbling. Yes, our, our brand new T-shirts that. Uh, Paul very kindly bought me a bought me a shirt for uh, for the weekend and it's only only too late. Have you purchased them? Yes, you yes, I've purchased them. Yeah, see, we've done them now, so it only just occurred to me later that that could have been a you could have done a stitch Rob up poll, couldn't you? You could have done which of these four will will we make Rob wear on <laughs> Honestly, Sunday? Honestly, that was that thought popped into my head right away, and the only thing that stopped me is the delivery times. <laughs> Fair enough, so. Okay then, so we'll be there in our uh, in our brand new uh, WWE Eurozone t-shirts. In fact, if looking at that, I was, it's an interesting little thing to go and have a little look 
uh, about who who is over and who they predict will be over in the future and just see how who's got shirts and who hasn't got shirts and who's got lots of shirts that's quite an interesting little uh, little thing particularly on the uh, looking on the British front when there was certainly a couple of Pete Dunne shirts there was a Moustache Mountain yep. shirt but I can't think of there being too many other shirts from any Brits and I mean including a lot of the ones that are on the active roster apart from Mark Andrews just, I just thought that was an interesting thing that there's a Mark Andrews t-shirt on WWE Eurozone and very precious few others of the uh, the Brit talent maybe they think something of Mark maybe he's going to have a, a big 2019 he's someone we didn't talk about when we did our 2019 episode but uh, turning back time that might be uh, one to chuck in there and um, you know he is there a, there's an ever so slight potential of someone like him being in the Rumble purely because of his his physical ability similar to we talked about Ricochet <laughs> I said it like it was a name there Ricochet um, but you know Velveteen Dream Ricochet you know maybe Mark Andrews fits in that category purely because of his you know his ability quite possibly I, I could say I think there'll be a rep from NXT UK on there why not Mark Andrews you know like you say or Flash Morgan Webster there's got to be a reason he, yeah, that's there's got to be a reason he had to pull out the party isn't there yeah, well, that's true. He was he was on our uh, he was on our list, so um, he's uh, oh, he's still a, he's still he's still part of the uh, the, the Howe team. We wish, <laughs> him, we wish him well. I know he's a I know he's a big fan. You're a big fan of his anyway. Sorry. But uh, yes, um, listen, the entire Howe team uh, hopes that you're going to really really enjoy uh, the Royal Rumble. Not you, Paul. I'm talking to the listener. We uh, you enjoy the uh, the Royal Rumble on Sunday wherever you are. And obviously next week uh, we will be talking about. Uh, the Rumble next week and uh, I can already hear people saying you're not talking about NXT we will there's only so much we can do in terms of pre- previous you know previews and pre-shows and so forth but I'm sure next week we will talk about NXT uh, because they are pretty much universally quality shows aren't they the old takeovers and there's right. uh, there's some good stuff on there as well so we'll we'll have a chat about the Rumble we'll have a chat about NXT and anything else that's uh, that's taking our fancy next week but before then uh, come and join us on Sunday 12 different venues across the UK uh, come and see us Hooked on Wrestling on various social medias hookedonevents.co.uk to find out where we are somewhere near you and uh you can buy a ticket pretty much at what is there a, is there a cutoff point where you can stop buying them online Paul 11 just, uh, 11 a.m. on Sunday is the cutoff there you go you let you can purchase up to 11 a.m. on Sunday on the day of the show and if you are thinking of turning up on the door it might be worth dropping us a line just to check that that's okay rather than uh, turning up and having any disappointment because there are a couple uh, of shows that are getting very very close to capacity and um, we wouldn't like you to come and be disappointed but um, we really really hope you'll come and please on the night share stuff with us we'd love to see your pictures we want to see your your costumes before you set off and on the night um, if you're dressed up as a particular wrestler seek out someone else dressed up take some pics together send it in we'll share it on our social media we'd love to see um, uh, footage videos pictures all sorts of things of uh, of you having a really great night um, that's about all uh, uh, any final words Paul? mate I'm just looking forward to seeing you for the rumble. Um, I'll, I'll let the curtain drop. I do actually quite like you occasionally. Um, and I'm really looking forward to spending a bit of time with you watching the rumble, watching the best pay-per-view of the year, getting to meet some of our, our what, do we, what do we call them? Friends, fans, customers, guests, whatever you guys are, the hooked on family. Um, the, hook, the, hookers. the hookers, our fellow hookers come and, come and say hello you know we'll, we'll be there You'll, we'll be fairly obviously we are come say hello come and have a chat we love talking to you all that's why we do these things so um, yeah see you all on Sunday 
yeah, we'll be at the uh, we'll be at the uh, the Piccadilly show, and uh, oh, very quickly, Paul, the um, the the game we we we, we teased the uh, the little game oh, that we we're going to play, so we can leave everybody. We can leave everybody. This is our final word. We'll leave everybody on uh, however wherever you're going to watch the Rumble on Sunday. This is how to enhance your enjoyment. Right, guys. Okay, very quickly. You want to do it with either two, three, or six people is ideally because it's got to be even numbers on on people coming into the Rumble. But essentially, this is what you do. So for every entry you put a pound in a pot so or any an, an agreed amount any of agree, yes true yeah we, we, it could be it could be a five or it could be ten whatever we, do we put a pound in so we'll put a pound in um for every agreed entry so last year it was me and my friend harry playing it rob's going to join in this time so me and harry put a pound in and we took it in turns to when we, we each picked who we thought was going to enter next so we had to pick before the buzzer ended so we'd alternate who picked first and who picked second so one go harry had picked first and i'd pick second um and vice versa we could obviously couldn't pick the same guy um for the same number and um, what we'd do is we'd keep putting the pounds in if neither of us got it right the pot stay as it is and we'd put our next pounds in for the next number and so on and so forth until some point where one of us got it right um, then we would clear out the pot and put it in our pockets and we'd reset that pot for the next number. So say on number 10, um, I said it was going to be Ty D- uh, Harry said it was going to be Ty Dillinger um, and I said it was going to be somebody else, um, which is exactly what happened. And Harry was very upset when Ty didn't come out, um, even though it was I was going to say, it was... Um, it was Sammy Zayn. He was so, yeah. reaching for the money. <laughs> um, and then I think it was about number 13 when I picked right. Um, and I took the, what was it? Two times 13, 26 pound in the pot. Thank you very much. Double my money. Um, and then we started again with the pounds in the pot for the next go around. And it kept our interest all the way through. Um, it was a great game. Obviously, like Rob says, stakes can be whatever you want. Pounds seem to work for us. So it's 30 quid each across the piece and yeah we thought it was great fun give it a go it is what it is worth pointing out that you can make that stake whatever you want it to be high or low you don't have to play for a stake you can play for the glory it can be points yeah. and then the overall winner on points buys the other one a drink or you know pays for the taxi home or whatever it might be you just do it for the glory of it there's lots of ways you can do it you can do it every time someone gets it wrong you take a drink there's all sorts of ways that you can do that and make it fun uh, there's also another one which you can do which is everyone has a uh, you can do this one with any amount of people is everyone has a forfeit um, wrestler basically and then you have a uh, you draw that one out and then when that person comes out there's some sort of forfeit another one is that the, the forfeit wrestler is applies to everybody and you have something let's say like a scrunched up ball of paper or something that you pass along and then whoever's in possession of the ball when that wrestler comes out they've got a forfeit there's lots of little things that you can do it's to, to spice it up as well as having your, your sweepstake like you might have for the grand national um think about those kind of things because it's it's a great fun anyway but it's so much more fun and there's two different um two different rumbles as well so uh you know you played it for the men's rumble i believe last year paul but uh Obviously, the women's was the main event, so there's potential for playing it twice if you want to. We intend to this time. Oh, goodness me. 60 quid in the pot, goodness me. <laughs> well, we'll see. We might knock it down to 50p oh. for playing both. Um, yeah, I might have to put in a bigger invoice for what you're paying me on the night <laughs> if I... Uh, I might end up losing all my cash that I've been uh, I've been given. But anyway, that's the... That's that's the that's as maybe again. Send us your stories about that if you've had a big win on that one, and you can uh, you can thank us later. Right, it's uh, it's Rumble time. Get ready for it, everybody. Sunday Royal Rumble on the WWE Network. We can't wait, and we'll be able to discuss it next week. So wherever you're watching, enjoy it. 
um, but particularly if you're coming with us, we can't wait to share it with you. So on behalf of Paul and myself, uh, we wish you a great time on Sunday, but particularly we send you the message that it's wrestling, so enjoy it. We'll see you after the run. Yeah.